Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. What's good, Internet? It is Friday, November 1st, 2019, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 276. I'm your host, Austin Walker. I'm joined by our usual crew, Kato, Patrick, and Rob. Also brought on two guests from Motherboard because... Chaos cast. Chaos we cast. Have too many people. <laughs> uh, we, have, we have Emmanuel Myberg here from Motherboard. We have Matthew Galt here from Motherboard to talk about Kojima Productions' new game, Death Stranding. A game I haven't played any of, but I'm desperate to hear about. Uh, uh, I got a billion questions from Twitter, but I just kind of want to, like, open the floor with, like, what is it and how is it? Really broad. As Rob, are you working on a review? Matthew, Matthew's raised his hand. Yes. Look at this. Matt just took the took control of the microphone. Good like, luck. I'm going in. Got to Put beat, me Matthew. in, coach. What it, what's up it's, with this? It's a game... It's a game about death, America, and high-speed package delivery. And that's, oh, that's it. it. All right. Well, thank you for joining <laughs> us here, Waypoint Radio. Uh, that discourse was simpler than I thought. You know, yeah. just nothing to unpack there. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're, you're, you're Norman Reedus, and you got to take packages from point A to point B, and there's ghosts in the way. I should. I want. Oh, I'm gonna have to look. This is gonna take me a hot minute. But uh, Austin, you will remember this. We'll return this when I can find it. But yeah, I remember I got telling it. you. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I, I know exactly what to search for. No, 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 no. No, oh. you don't, because it's on my phone. Oh, is it a phone what did, thing? What did you think I was going to say? The th- first leak that you got about this game was, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're I wonder, I'll look it up. I'll, okay. While you guys explain what the game is, I'm going to explain like a year and a half ago when I got a text message. Someone was like, someone just over dinner told me what Death Stranding is, and I want to see how close it is. All right, so... Rob, you uh, looked like I, you were holding something. Patrick, you looked this up. Rob, you looked like you had like a re- mm-hmm. reaction of to the notion that there was no, not think, a lot to unpack here. No, I, I think uh, Matthew had a good summary of the game's themes. I also think mechanically it's very much Hideo Kojima made a walking simulator. And he thought long and hard about how he would make a walking simulator. And he made the shit out of it. Kato's <laughs> clapping. Um, it's just... The thing I said to Manuel last night was like, oh, I want to hear about the world's first true walking simulator. Those have like, existed. Well, like, no, but think about the way that the mechanics that we've seen no, have been focused on traversal yeah, in a yeah, way yeah. that isn't It's a jumping. hiking game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess. <laughs> so I think I have a way very, like, top level to describe what playing the game feels like. Yes. And then I want to challenge Rob to try and explain the plot. Um, but I would say that the game feels like if you've played Minecraft or even the um, later Fallouts, like Fallout 3 or Fallout 4, you know that sensation you have when you have a bunch of good stuff 
Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, I have so much good stuff right now. If I die and lose this stuff, it would be tragic. And you're just like, I just want to get to a safe spot where I can, like, cash in in some way on all this stuff that I've found. So it's like that, the game. Or like is- that's that you, what you're talking about almost feels more like, not like a roguelike, but because in Fallout, I can just load a save. Right, mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, right. but something that has like a higher, like a Dark Souls, where I have a bunch of you know souls, or like um, you know a run-based survival game or something, where like I need this shit. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're you get these missions to deliver these packages from point A to point B. Um, there's a lot of thought that goes into inventory management. Uh, it's not uh, just how much you can carry. The size and uh, shape and orientation of the package matters. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one mission, for example, um, I'll talk vaguely about it, but I had to, like, I couldn't have this briefcase that I was delivering be right side up. I had to have it, I had to have it flat, (laughs) um, because, uh, if I didn't have it flat, it would get ruined faster for reasons that made sense in the logic of the game. game. Okay. Um, there's another, there's another mission where, uh, like there are these little, what are they, uh, like the, the, Cryobites, or what are the mm-hmm. what are those bugs called that you yeah. pick up? Um, like, there's a mission I just finished where you have a container, and th- these organisms are in it, and they need to stay alive. So there's ventilation mm-hmm. at the top, and so you put it on your back or on you know a vehicle that you get access <clears> to, <throat> and it needs to make sure that it's at the top of the stack mm-hmm. because a lot of times you traverse through water, and so you any water that gets in there damages the package. Damage to the package reduces your likes um <laughs> and your score at the end <laughs> yeah so it's like to be clear the inventory management is not like an abstract menu everything appears on your character in a real way so it's like there's the there's the backpack and define pack- real uh in a physical it's physically manifested yeah. Yeah. right like it's like like when you hold a ladder it's on your person. Right. Like, uh, games abstract that in a way that, but, like, are aesthetically pleasing, but this game reverses that and says, actually, the aesthetic is, like, the bulkiness and, yeah. and, and the, the trappings that come with that. That said, I also appreciate, I don't know if, I, I imagine players will go a different route to this. I love to hold that triangle button and have the game auto-arrange all that shit on top of me, <laughs> and I move on with my life. You can choose to, like, do you want to hold this in your left hand? Do you want to hold it in your right hand? Do you want it on your back? Do you want it on... The side piece of the motorcycle. And you can do all that manually. And if you are the kind of person that uh, derives direct pleasure, and I do, I have, I said this, I got a previous podcast, like I derive pleasure from like the Resident Evil like inventory yes. management of like, oh, change this uh, grenade launcher, this, this herb, like that sort of thing. And there is a lot of that here, but I didn't, I personally, in like the eight hours I've played, didn't find that to be particularly pleasurable and so the game at least recognized that and says like yo do you want us to just organize that for you in the most efficient way possible so basically that you like your your center of gravity is such that then you can uh hold like left trigger and r2 and l2 to like grip everything kind of keep it centered as you work your way confused no no i'm not confused (laughs) what i what i'm recognizing in this moment is we are talking about an inventory system without having set up like the basics the very basics of the game it is a third-person mm-hmm. game, uh, adventure ga- exploration game, uh, action game. In some points, I'm I'm guessing at some point, I'm not gonna <clears throat> get an answer. Uh, <laughs> in which you are yes. traveling long distances 
in which you are managing your inventory, your stamina, presu- presu- uh, uh, presumably some resources, some meters are on screen. Mm-hmm. There are elements. This is like just high level. Yep. There are elements. The answer uh, is ish. The answer is everything ish. Like, yeah. There's, it's action ish, Austin. Okay. But let's begin. No, no, but Last that's week, I, you I, said, I, I'm a huge encumbrance guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buddy, your ship has come in. I'm oh, yeah. excited. <laughs> no, no, like, just, same I, day delivery, it, wait, Norman Reedus is here. I, I just want, like, the listener, because we have a lot of listeners, and we actually have a lot of listeners who don't, who have not watched a trailer for this game. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, like, we were talking about, like, piling boxes on top of the back <laughs> of a guy. And so, like, uh-huh. again, third person, like, exploration, mm-hmm. action-ish, ish, ish, ish. How long, this is a lot, you've all, a number of you have beaten it. How long is this thing? It depends how much side stuff you want to do, right? but it's very long. I would say I, I finished it in, I don't know, 40, maybe? 40 hours? I think 62. I did, 62. I did 50. I think I did a little bit more than you did, Emmanuel. Wait, Rob, did you say stuff. 62? 62. But you have to understand. (laughs) Rob has given me some indications of things he's been up to in this game that theoretically at the time when he was in the midst of it sounded like I'm building a massive network infrastructure (laughs) to, to, as he put it, like allows me to not do massive journeys. In that, like, I'm like, hmm, I'm Rob Zachary. I've tricked the system. <laughs> and then as it turns out, it took him the longest to beat the game of anyone. Well done. <laughs> See, once you built that system, there's the pleasure of running it. You don't just, you don't build an empire and then say, job done. Sure. You run that empire. <laughs> so... To kind of give some context to this, I think it's important to say, like, there's a system by which you could improve the infrastructure of moving from point A to point B, right? Okay. You build very – so, like, you have to deliver packages. It's a long way to go. You and other players can do things to improve the environment right? That's to when, make the route easier. Yes. We're allowed to talk about that. That was in the yes. big TGS drop that came, a few like, a month ago or whatever. Does that stuff... Gotta drop ladders. Yeah, so from that trailer, what I saw was kind of asynchronous uh, play, sort of like Dark Souls Mm -hmm. notes, except what you're doing is straight up leaving ladders for people to climb. You're leaving, like, recharge stations or shit like that. Ropes. Ropes. And then I even saw shit that looked like a road or Mm -hmm. something. Is that... Is that... Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Roads. How does all of that work? Like, how are you not just turning a corner like 30 ladders are here? Is that stuff actually like automatically managed in some interesting way? Does it work? It it definitely got a little crowded in my game, but never to the point where it was saturated the way like uh, a crafting MMO could sometimes feel like, oh, there's like 50 half constructed pieces (laughs) of garbage here. Yes, totally. Uh, Like you would come to a really challenging bluff in a mountain pass. There would be clear evidence that a lot of different people had tried different approaches, but it never felt like a Home Depot had exploded all over the valley uh, and you were just walking through the detritus. And so it's pretty clever about giving you a feeling of there being people in the world building up infrastructure, but it never, to me at least, it never fully drowned out the wildness and hostility of that world, though at times like looking from a high pl- high place and seeing like a forest of little temporary shelters people had thrown up uh, a lot. Like 
there were times like I still felt there was a little bit too much building spam and certainly a little too much like emoji message spam. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, emo- the emoji get- stuff is a little much where it's like I'm in like the opening region that I, that I'm in. It's like every 15 feet. Jeez. It's like here's a little smiley face. Here's a little uh, a little icon. Um, so it's less that like you see way too many ladders or bridges like that stuff seems to be. And again, this is like only when press and like, you know, fr- friends and family. Like, I don't know that I'm, it's not going to shock me if that's something that maybe gets tweaked as mm-hmm. as like it goes into to a wider populace. But I actually wish the game gave you some grant, like a little granular level of control over like how much do you want to see? Like, do you want like it does let you? There's a option for spoilers on and off, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not sure what exactly it's controlling there. But it's basically like, do you want signs in the environment that spoil things for you? Or do you want those off? And it's off by default, but you can turn them on. I presume that might be like ambushes or I, I don't know exactly or you know, like a BT appearance or something. I'm not sure exactly what it's controlling. But even me sometimes in the opening area, it's like it's just a little like it's a like a aesthetically nice looking game. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I like exploring the world. And there are times where like the emojis specifically feel like there's just it- trash everywhere. And it's supposed to be a, a, a world in which. There's isolation is the point. Like that's, that's where the arc going. of the arc of yeah. the game is like trying to resolve the, the 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 isolation in America. And it's like, duh, well, I mean, sure, maybe it makes sense there'd be trash everywhere. Like that's that that's fitting in some way, but it it felt distracting from the point. I just want to attempt a more technical answer to your question, and then it seems like Kato had a question. Sure, uh, but um, there's a very deep grading system to everything that you do. It's like this star, um, and every point of the star is grading you on something else. So one of them is, like, the condition of the packages, like how good is the condition of the package that you deliver. So when you complete a delivery, is you get this rating. Yeah. And then it's like there's, an Uber five-star system. Yes. Uh, no, it's a but star. It's, like, it's an attribute diagram. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. So, you, like, it, it yeah, pulls yeah, toward yeah. different axes gotcha. and the area right. it covers. Yeah. So it's like... Uh, how many packages, condition of packages. There's all these different things. And one of them is, I forget the exact name. Maybe it's like link rating or something like that. Bridge link. Yeah. Bridge link. And that is any activity that you do that interacts with another player in the game. Mm-hmm. And um, every time you increase one of the points on this star, you get some kind of reward. And the more link stuff you do, the more players you connect with. And as far as I understand, there's a limit to how many players you can connect with overall, and that prevents you from having like you don't see all the stuff from all the players throughout the game. Yeah, I think the way it works, some of this is intentionally vague. I think, but it's like I think you can you you you're like in a group with thirty players, and you see their stuff. It's not a mm. selected group. You're not like we can't have like the Waypoint Clan. No, but well, it's like well, you can you can see you can see like a, let, let's say I'm walking around the world yeah. and I see a ladder that Matthew left and I can tell that it's him because it's his username is on it. MJ Galt whatever. Right. Yeah, and yeah. then I can go into it's, my settings and be like It's a dumb place for a ladder. <laughs> Classic Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there'll be there'll be a list of all the players uh, whose stuff I encountered, and right. I could be like, okay, that player, I want to link with him, cool. and that, and then link I'll and see build. more of his stuff. Finally, a game where I can link and build. <laughs> and yeah. uh, when, when you encounter a thing in the world that a player left, you can leave a like on it, and there's something that really works about that. When it's like, sometimes I'll leave a ladder somewhere. 
and then I'll come back to it and it has zero likes. And I'm just like, oh, I guess nobody found this useful. And it's like, I left a rope somewhere. It's like when I was doing it, I felt like I was doing something really smart. I was just like, I was cutting a path where the game, I think, whatever. It's like there was an easy, there was a long way to walk a, up a mountain. Yeah. Or, but I just kind of shimmied my way up and threw a rope down behind me. And when I came back, it had like hundreds of likes. And that felt so good to like do something in a game for a bunch of anonymous people and ha- and like see that they actually found it valuable. And then like it felt good just because that's what it is. But then also because they liked it, it increased my bridge link rating, which meant I can link up with more players and have more of those kinds of interactions. So, so wait, are those – so, okay, wait, wait, wait. Because you, previously it, se- it sounded like the bridge link thing was a score you got when you mm-hmm. turned in a package. Yeah. But is it also a thing that's just like a stat that's increasing? Because you said that it increased your bridge link so that you could connect with more people. This is convoluted because you get – you get scored at the end of a delivery, yeah. but that score, especially for the bridge link stuff, so it's like when you deliver a, a package and you get your score, yeah. it will take all the likes for all the stuff you've left throughout the game and just like pile that on top. Oh, weird. So it's like, it will go back to, like, let's say you left a ladder like way early in the game and somebody left 100 likes on it, it will like put that, it will add that to the score and that will increase your bridge link. And that that gotcha, score, gotcha. to be clear, is is persistent. It's like... The, so it is like an overall rating that grows, yes. <clears throat> not a one-off, you've done okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, God, there's – okay. So I, I think maybe the thing that would be helpful for me is – and we haven't even touched story yet or anything like that, but I was staying on gameplay stuff. Walk me through what an interesting one of these is. Because for me, I, I'm already in on, on the notion of like, let me go on a nice hike and like put a ladder somewhere and figure out how to get across a chasm and, you know, you know stumble down a, a hill because I didn't save enough stamina and lose some packages. <clears throat> I'm down. Like, mm-hmm. But I'm curious, is there are there, ex- are there examples from your play sessions where you were like, this journey fucked me up. This was great that you can actually talk about without getting in, again into like story details. Matthew is nodding his head furiously. Uh, I feel like I can't. Okay. I feel like a lot of that stuff is stuff that happens in the back half. No, I got you. All right. Uh, so <laughs> those last, yeah, those can, last few journeys are really harrowing. You can end up with look. Any journey can be harrowing if you're just ambitious enough. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you this. Like the thing you learn is there's a there's a there's a way to be very safe courier, right? And that is like stay on foot, travel light, take like a single box of goods from point A to point B. You can, you know, you're one person, you pick pretty much any route, you can be avoid whatever difficulties you want. A lot of terrain is completely passable to you. Great. Or you could be like, Birdman yeah, putting I'm his yeah, hands together, rubbing his hands together. Yeah, go ahead. I have two orders from two different places in semi-hard-to-access locations that are each calling for about a metric ton of, like a literal like metric ton of construction equipment. And the only thing that's going to call like carry that is a big old truck. Hell yeah. These trucks are bad. They handle like a panel delivery van. Uh, Hell yeah. You would expect. It's like it's like somebody slapped an overburdened panel delivery van on top of an ATV made by like a shopping cart company. Fuck me up. And then you're like, okay, I'll just take the roads. Oh, no. There's no roads. People didn't build them. There's like places where roads might go at some point, but they ain't there now. Uh, So then you have the option of 
do you take this somewhat appealing looking roadbed, but maybe it goes through marauder territory because mm. there are people, there's highwaymen on those roads. And so the thing is, like, you're in a truck and it's not super elusive and the highwaymen have, like, like stun javelins that can disable your vehicle if if they hit you and it's what all called pain mules in the ass. So in the, in the yeah. Um, and so you don't want to get involved in that. So like you realize you just passed into uh, mule territory. Do the mules have any reason this. to be there more than the marauders and outer worlds that just kind of? We are not ready for they, that. Yes, they are players. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. It's okay. Okay. It's, okay. Okay. It goes deep. <laughs> It goes deep. Okay, continue. Well, they're completionists. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We, just, we can't. Are, those people are way deep in the story. Okay. So like, we will talk. The, the is it interesting? The initial, no, no, no. I'm, no, no. I'm, no. Let me just say, like, the, the existence of the mules, like, justified up front, is that there are people who want to hijack couriers. Sure. That are trying to bring things from point A to B, and like, so they're it, like. They're attacking you, like that is the framing for them. That at least is like, like I wish I'm sure it goes much deeper. So bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rob is like, they are. you have to imagine though, they're 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 attacking you so they can deliver okay. your item for you. It's but not you anywhere. What? Excuse me. It's, they're addicted it's to delivering like packages. They're addicted to delivering packages. Are we? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's like if the FedEx guy was coming up the front walk. Yeah. And you saw a dude from DHL just roll up. Hop out, right? <laughs> just like catch him, him and down. Be like, Don't be mad. UPS is hiring. Like that's yeah, yeah. okay. Then what takes it to a drop shipping office? <laughs> Everyone is looking at me like I broke an embargo. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. It's not an embargo thing. It's just like I, we can say this because I believe this is introduced as soon as they're introduced, which is before the yeah. thing. Yeah, chapter two. Let, let's be careful, regardless. Yeah, because I I know some people are like I don't want to hear fucking anything. <laughs> but so we're gonna talk about. The delivery men, marauders? Mar- Mar- just their motivation. The just their motivation. Yeah, and their yeah, motivation yeah. is like, in part, as I understand it, Rob, please, anyone else, jump in. Also, this is all small. Like, 65 hours it took Rob to beat this game. I'm guessing there's a ton of weird Hide- Hideo Kojima bullshit in this game, like story-wise. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, okay, okay. This okay. is like very basic. Okay. But basically, in this world, I think it's like when automation came in and like drone deliveries came in these people were driven into madness because they were no longer able to deliver packages and they kind of like they're they're in some sort of like delivery psychosis and they and they're just like they see a package sort of, and they're like package all right. so this is everyone with an amazon i got to get ahead of this can of worms yeah. uh-huh rob that's sort of accurate but manually you forgot one important antecedent to that okay which is that everything was automated then they introduced make work programs Oh. And then people were like, oh, I love this make work bullshit. I love meaningless make work. And then when the country collapsed, people were like, damn, I can't live without my make work yeah. pa- package delivery job. So then they went Mad Max and were like, I am going to fill my drop shipping location with all the parcels. <laughs> all right. So that I will always I'm have things a, to deliver. In some ways, pumping the brakes here to fill this detail in is exactly what I want, is exactly the thing I'm talking about when I'm like, talk me through this journey because I wanted to get the kind of density of what a, a particular journey is. I do, well, let's come back around to the question of of what all this means and if it means anything and if it's yeah. coherent later. Let's so there I am in my sweet rig. Yeah, your sweet rig. And I'm like, I in territory and they've got like, they've got like, um, 
sensor uh, buoys, basically, at the, okay. at the outer ring of their territory. And when you cross into it, immediately you get pinged and your location gets flashed. And they all begin converging on you. And uh, again, like in a truck, it can be tough get, to get away. So you do what any normal person would do, which is panic. Yeah. Go evasive. So wait, you, throw what that you, truck. What do you have? You have the truck and you got some packages? I'm not, my, my truck does not have a missile launcher on it, right? Like, I'm not, I'm about to drop a well, metal here on these guys and, like. You've got a rope. You have a, you have a fighting rope is your, is basically fight. your one, your. Is it like the Watch Dogs 2 right one where I can, like, hit people with it? Or is it, like, just like a choke out device? It's a rope made out of yeah. blood. Shut the fuck up, Emmanuel. I mean, I think that's right. It's true that he's not lying. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Emmanuel. I think it's a, I think it's a blood rope. Use a blood rope. Blood, blood is really rope. important. That he has ropes, presumably regular ones. Yeah. Why would you choose no, to use a different rope? Shut the fuck the up, Emmanuel. <laughs> I'm just just reporting the facts. Blood rope. He fuck wouldn't have survived out in the wilderness if not for the blood rope. Is that because so, his blood is... Your truck I doesn't have anything, okay. just to be yeah. clear. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. So you just floor it, and you're starting to go cross-country, and for a while you're like, hey, this green meadow is almost as good as a, a, as good as a road. And then you see some rocks, and you're like, I can probably take those. But then behind <laughs> those rocks, there are more jagged rocks. <laughs> and then there's a little dip, and you realize belatedly that that dip is actually a river. <laughs> And it is more of a gulch, oh. and your truck will just like oh. barrel in at full speed, get totally stuck. Love it. Remember, there's a metric ton of shit in it, yeah. So it can't reverse back yeah. up the slope, except at like a snail's pace. This is great. so now there's all these dudes like racing in on you, and you're like trying to back this truck up the the slope. Eventually, like maybe you extract it from there, you get it out of there, but you end up like beaching it on a berm somewhere, and you're like, I guess we're hoofing it from here. And so then you take all that shit out of the back of the truck and you're like, I'll bet I can get this over a mountain by myself. <laughs> Question. My if you, could you, you, so the beginning of this, this setup was there's uh, stuff you have to bring to point A and stuff you have to bring to point B. Could you just at that point be like, I'm going to take the stuff from point A that I need to take to point A from the truck. I'll leave the rest of the shit in the truck. I'll come back for it. Or will someone come pick over your truck and take your shit? The game will send that, like, if you leave it alone for too long, the game will be like, that's lost cargo. Okay. Other players can deliver it for you. Um, but usually, like, if it's sitting in your vehicle, it will be there for a little bit. Okay. Uh, so you can start doing things, really bad idea things, like, <laughs> what if I create a daisy chain with no links? I'm the only link. And I take all this cargo a little bit up the hill. Go back to my truck, get the cargo, take it up the hill, and like begin frog marching it over a mountain range. But I gotta be safe. I can't go back down into mule territory. So I have to stay in safe locations, which means mountain passes. Uh huh. Uh, blocks, I'm starting to see why cliffs. this took you 62 hours. I also, I also uh, just wanted to describe Matthew Gotch has looked at Rob Zachney the way like a barber looks at another barber when he tries <laughs> something especially tricky, and it's like this motherfucker right here, he up to no good. He gonna fuck up that boy's hair. Well, see, but valuable lessons like that allowed me to scout. See, I'm always like I'm measuring, you know, measure twice, cut once. I'm always scouting. Like, hey. I was in the backcountry. What did I learn from that? Did right. I just take a scenic journey? No, I didn't. I considered sight lines. I considered like 
40 points for a river. Just build a watchtower, bro. Scout it out from like 100 feet away. You're no, good. The watchtowers suck, dude. Like, <laughs> like the, that is like that's a cell phone camera up in that tower. That doesn't have any there, zoom. The game lets you uh, build, build various okay. structures over time. And so you can, like, at the start of the game, it's fairly simple. Like, um, as you're going from point A to point B, um, one of like the primary distractions when you're not seeing smiling emoji is lo- this lost cargo that Rob alluded to, in which you can pick up uh, miscellaneous items, you know, medicine, uh, disc-based media is a very common one you find that is not hyper-specific, but is uh, a common piece of lost cargo that is often related to like a NPC that is associated with one of like the bases you you come across, and if you collect that stuff and deliver it to them. Um, you can, you, you know, your affinity with them will will grow, and then like your your resources to like build stuff is like base specific. So if you're in a region and you return more of their stuff, that you upgrade that base, more resources can go there, and you can take more stuff with you as you go on different expeditions. Um, but let's say you have like you're like Rob. Let's say it's not a crit- like mission critical piece of cargo. It's one that like ah you kind of like snuck on a couple extra things because you had some space, but now you're realizing that it's throwing your balance off, and you'd rather just get rid of them. You can literally just like on a mountaintop if you prefer, uh, build a post box. Um, Drop that stuff in there um, and get rid of it. And if it's not at the destination it's supposed to be, you get basically partial credit. Um, mm-hmm. But also, it becomes shared in the universe. <clears throat> and so people can then pick up your lost cargo and then take it to the destination and get credit for it as well, which is like one of the other asynchronous sort of interactions that are constantly happening between um, – you know, sort of the, the ghost players in the environment. Right. I should note, Patrick, really quick on that. On that, I do. We cannot read the whole thing that someone sent you. Uh, yeah, we. I, we. I looked. I looked at the text messages I got like a year and a half ago, and I was like, "Whoops, there are some spoil." Not like major, but enough that in a game like this, I wouldn't want. Yeah. It explains a certain structure of the game that I'll explain to everyone on this call afterwards. But it. It's out. It is Death Stranding. Um, it's very funny. The stuff that that is in here that is exactly the stuff. Is the stuff that we've just talked about, like, you do say that someone told you that it is like Dark Souls 3 in terms of there being asynchronous things. You you did say Death Stranding is a travel game. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, And then uh, you also said, uh, you know what, I'm not going to read the rest of this. It is too much. You can't. I can't. can't. I can't. Uh, I will say, I will say there was another. The only way to do, the only way to do insert. Is by building connections between cities, but the more packages you have, the slower and harder it is to move. True. True. That is, and then your response, listen, you know what? Let's just say the, rather than reading the the pitch I got, yeah. your response was, yeah, of course, that's a great pitch. What a fucking Kojima ass pitch. Uh-huh. Uh, what's really funny is there's another thing, because this conversation started with me telling you a thing I'd heard that has not yep. come <laughs> up yet that I'm very curious about nope. if it ever, if it ever, if it ever turns into anything. Anyway, right. Rob, you're now in my now, defense. Just, okay, go ahead. Real quick. Yes. Uh-huh. Anti-watchtower shit? Is that what you're about to give me? Watchtower is just not a useful investment, I don't think. You you know you know I love recon. I just don't think the watchtower provides the bank for the buck. I love this. This is the shit. Because this is... I, okay, so Rob, you and I both like the Stalker series. You and I both, both as as uh, in, ter- in terms of like the literary and and cinematic heritage there, but also the the video games. And I love I love that game. But one of the things that it primarily it's a first person shooter that does a lot of really, really, really cool first person exploration and resource management stuff. But 
it does not do a thing where you're like debating with your friends whether watchtowers or blood ropes are a better investment for reconnaissance or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not dissing the Stalker series here. Well, ahead of its time, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. I don't know that you get here without Stalker slowly pushing the world in this direction, the world of video games in this direction. But I do love the idea of like four people on this call who have different opinions about the usefulness of something like a watchtower for what they're – can I say are. one thing about the watchtower? Yes. If you built a watchtower, you wouldn't be ambushed by the mules, and you mm-hmm. would know the shape of the landscape, mm-hmm. and you would not get into Damn. this big mess. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I was in a truck. Watchtower doesn't move. <laughs> watchtower saved my life once. Saved my life during the last pizza delivery mission. <laughs> the um, we should Wait. we should say what the watchtower like does. Yeah, please, thank so you. you. Build this. It's a periscope. But it's a periscope, but it I it um Tags. it adds things to the interface. It's a Ubisoft so it's like, tower. So yeah. It's a Ubisoft tower, and then, like, yeah, if there are enemies in the distance, then they are marked, and then you can see them from that far distance away and use that as you sort of, like, either stealth your way towards them to take them out um, or to, you know, avoid them altogether. Um, It marks, you know, different items on your map. I agree with Rob. Like, I was disappointed when it's like, I just built this fancy-ass watchtower, and all I get is a 1X, like a 2X zoom, like, to to go a little closer. Because really all it's doing is, like, one of your primary... Uh, 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 pieces of equipment um, is a, a radar dish sort of thing that detects these BT invisible enemies and then also marks things that are near you. But it's only within like a pretty specific uh, radius around you. And a watchtower is basically just like, what if that? But like much further out. Um, gotcha. And so its usefulness is is limited. It, it, Rob is right that like it's not going to help you understand like the, the, a vertical sight line up a mountain because you're going to be looking down. So it's like, in terms of like necessarily mapping like a specific path, its its usefulness is limited. But in, in, in marking enemies and just like a general sense of a space, it, um, it also can't I, like uh, do you. I don't, do you probably have like way too much material in this game at some point. Anyway, like, is, are you ever actually resource constrained yes. in terms of like stuff to build? Yeah, really. Oh, yeah. Okay. oh yes. I, yeah. Um, I had a question because you mentioned uh the option of taking out enemies is there any ever any incentive or reason to actually do that or are you probably mostly going to avoid them rob says yes matthew says i wanted yeah well i have a question for rob but i feel like it gets into spoiler territory curious how that thing worked out for me yeah i wanted to know how that ended up did did that experiment go well (laughs) this shit fucking sucks did not go well man so okay so uh here's a here's a thing you learn early in the game literally the first thing the thing they showed at e3 like two years ago yeah where it looked like um at the time i thought it was like an off world like i thought it was a space game uh where it was like they're on a haunted planet oh is it with the uh like the light mm-hmm. sorry for yeah, my bad yeah, yeah, foley, yeah. but like the uh so the norman yeah, the, reedus o- character also norman is reedus is in this game the- if you don't fucking know like yeah it's called the odor deck which is a dope name it's from one of my favorite short stories it's from cares of a family man cares of a family man by by uh by uh, kafka it's like a little short two-page short story. It's fantastic. Go read it. Um, go read all of Kafka's short stories. That motherfucker could write. Let me tell you. <laughs> that shit is slap. Um, uh, but he has this little arm with like a light. He's like a little like robot arm attached to a backpack that sometimes... Oh, hmm. We didn't talk about this. There's some supernatural shit in this game. I guess we're going to talk about the blood rope. Once you get to a blood rope... Let's, throw, to- let's throw it in reverse here. Okay. Hey, y'all. <laughs> What's happening in the United States of America in the world of Death Stranding? So- this is what, this was going to be my challenge to Rob. Yeah, which is to explain. I think the best place to start is like, 
what is a BT or or like just explain that's the, the whole... big robot from Titanfall two. Oh right. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's BT. <laughs> Rip. Well, not really. Anyway, no, I mean, mm, uh, people should go play Titanfall Two. Yeah, it's fucking great. That game fucking slaps. <laughs> yeah. Talk anyway, Rob, what's a BT? Uh, it, it's a beach thing. Um, oh, a BT, a beach oh thing. Oh, oh, that, you know, that's my T-shirt that I wear during the summer. What's a BT? <laughs> oh, it's a beach oh, thing. A beach <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> I'm really blowing for hours. Right. Okay. So the first thing, like, here's what I genuinely like about this game is that it starts out, you know nothing about this world, and it plunges you into some weird shit from the first. You start out, you are on a part, you're, you're just like taking some shit cross country. Real quick, you I'm here to be ask, being st- yeah, but you said you're being stalked or something. Uh, is this a moment where not knowing shit, did that work for you? And if so, do we want to give people an off-ramp here really quick to be like, hey, Ricardo, can you put a timestamp nah. in? No. I mean, you and I don't give a shit. I know that, Rob. But again, I know how uh, I have been through it with the Kojima discourse before with people who want to know nothing. And But I am curious, did knowing nothing- They shouldn't be listening to this conversation I know, to I know. begin I'm with just, at this I'm just point. being very careful for the folks who want to know mechanic stuff, but not- want to know mechanic stuff, but don't want to know any story stuff. So like, here's a jumping off point, Kato, just make a timestamp. Yeah. I don't know we'll get into story stuff going forward anyways, but, but yeah. Anyway, so Rob, continue. So no sooner have you like turned in your first quest stuff um, than you are given an emergency mission to take a corpse for disposal. Uh, that like you you show up and you are met by some some guys uh, in basically like workers coveralls and, and they they're like we got a rush job we need to get this guy to the incinerator pronto. Yikes! Uh, he's been dead twenty four hours and uh, you know he's about to pop. And immediately it's like, how the fuck was he dead for 24 hours and nobody reported it? And it's like immediately like this is people need to be taken immediately to the incinerator. If if a corpse cannot be allowed to just sit, why? Who knows? But everyone piles into this truck and they're like, all right, you know, run like hell for leather for the incinerator. And everyone is visibly like terrified and then that's where we saw the thing at E3. This trip to the incinerator goes real bad. And they the entire group appears to be being stalked by ghosts. Uh, they're being hunted by, like, beings from beyond. And what is revealed in the wake of that is that the passage between life and death has sort of been blown open and also rendered somewhat impermeable. The dead do not pass on fully. Uh, they instead inhabit a middle space uh, between the land of the living and the land of the dead. You remember the um, Golden Compass trilogy? Uh, where Dark Materials. Yeah. They're about to drop that uh, show on HBO. Is that based on Death Stranding? And the other way around. Oh, okay. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, in book two of his Dark Materials, there's a world where they've been cutting dimensional portals open. And every it turns out every time they cut a dimensional portal open, a ghost comes into the world. Like a demon haunts the world. That's kind of what has happened in Death Stranding. Like all their dead are becoming really potentially deadly uh, like ghosts. So they're haunting them. And when a ghost encounters a living person 
the equivalent of like a moderate yield nuke goes off. Jesus. And it's called a void out. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and this and when this <laughs> That's happened, sick. civilization <laughs> basically ended. Yeah, I bet, dog. Mo- that's ah, fucked so, up. Well, like, okay, the thing I like about that is is there's a lot of there's a lot to unpack there and talk through, which is why I like it. Like that's mm-hmm. a dense interaction to introduce as just like a fact about your world. One more thing about that scene. Yeah. Is uh and I, I wonder what Patrick thinks about it because I'm a big scaredy cat. I don't like horror stuff. <laughs> um but I found mm-hmm. that scene which is critical to the game because it kind of sells the stakes of these enemy encounters, the like when you're encountering these BTs, these ghosts, I found it terrifying. I was like rocked by that uh, initial scene, and it, it like it effectively made me afraid of those encounters. Eventually, you know, you it, it's a game, and you learn how to yeah, yeah, yeah. deal with challenges. But it's like I was terrified. Did it work for you? Did you did you find that it sold those? Stick. In the the, the the cinematic portion, yeah. yes. Like in game, I found it to be pretty goofy, and um, I mean, I'm really early on, so like what what occurs in the game frequently is uh, something called a time fall uh, occur. Like time fall is like rain. I don't know if like there is normal rain or if the only rain there is is time fall. But basically, like you'll be wandering the world, and then rain occurs, and time fall, which literally progresses time for like the objects that it hits and the reasons yada yada with the main character not worth getting into but um like that like degrades your equipment and so you're trying to get through this rain but rain usually signals like the arrival of 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 bts um and so when that happens you know you you get the footprints like you're there's a mechanic to hold your breath but i don't know i don't know how it changes going forward but like I found the cinematic portrayal of like these handprints and footprints around you to be really effective, but like in the moment in the game, like I wasn't able to like other than maybe the first or second time when I was like I don't know what's going on or how to get around this. Like after the third or fourth time, it sort of just became a, a challenge in the way that a mountain is a challenge. But I, I don't know how that changes in the game going forward. There does that stuff. So there they showed uh, like a fight against a BT at TGS. Um, that looked goofy to me. What uh, was it? I, I didn't it see it. It was like a big cat or something, like a big. Oh yeah. It, I, f- I, f- I ran into a whale. Okay, it was an animal. It was like an animal form. It, it frankly, it looked like an animal. It, it reminded me of the chimera from Dragon's Dogma because that is my frame of reference. Uh, it was like a big like lion that jumped around and like charged at you and shit, and it looked goofy. Like that actually didn't look like in the fight against it. Well, so that's what happens. To happen to me in this sequence, um, it, you know, the three of you can illuminate it further because you've played farther into the game. But uh, w- like what occurred for me in like in a very early sequence was the the BT arrive. Like uh, you know, the, the the baby gets nervous. We should we, get it, we should get into There's that a baby, baby also. Um, oh, right. BB. Um, and uh, you're basically like yeah, your little radar like alerts you to the direction that they are. And if they're very close, then they sort of like transparently appear in front of you and that's the moment when you're supposed to like hold R1, hold your breath. You can't hold your breath too long because if you hold your breath and then uh, don't release, like you'll release a deep breath which like gives out your your position. Um, I goofed it somehow. I don't know exactly what occurred. Basically like I was like these hands come out of the ground and again, I'm not even sure like the exact like mechanisms of what X to Y to, to Z but basically like all of a sudden 
black tar is everywhere and there's a whale like jumping between like the tar and chasing me and I'm like running on top of cars and trying to get away and basically get out of a zone where it retreats for whatever reason. But yeah, that part like was not scary. Like the whale jumping in the tar like didn't didn't do a lot okay. for me. Like I found like the invisible creepy yeah. hands in which my imagination does a lot more of the work to be far more interesting than the animalistic representation yeah. that they were given in like sort of these like nightmare sequences. So I think a good way to think about it is that there are like different phases to the world depending on like what kind of encounter you're in. Right. So I'm going from point A to point B. There's just the phase where it's like it's a it's a normal terrain and I'm getting around rivers and gulfs and stuff. Then there is it's raining. And when it's raining, your stuff degrades. Mm -hmm. And if it's raining, you're probably near some BTs. And you can be near BTs and the BTs are not aware that you're there. And you're sneaking around and you're quietly just trying to make it through and like to the other end where like you're no longer in the BT area. There's another phase where they're like aware that you're there and they're coming after you. And like they're – if you're moving, you can't see them Hmm. uh, unless they're coming after you, in which case you see just like – these uh, handprints coming towards you. And when those handprints are on you, they try to drag you into this, there's like this pool of tar appears and they try to pull you in. At that point, you can still kind of like knock them off and try to run away. And if you get out of like the range of the pool, then uh, you still have a chance to like just get out of there. If they pull you into the pool, suddenly the entire like, Anything in your line of sight, everything fills with this tar. Like the world is suddenly filled with like, you know, four like, feet yeah, of like chest of high tar. Chest high tar, and suddenly uh, these rusted out cars and like ruined buildings. Like, and it's, it's like it's urban. It becomes like almost an urban environment. Yeah, and it's really it's technically really interesting because it's like one, at one point you're like in this beautiful kind of like Irish coastline looking rocky like pristine nature and then it, I, I don't know how they do it but it's like suddenly like the entire terrain changes and then it becomes when that happens you're in this phase where yes goofy it's like suddenly these monsters appear and you're fighting them in a way that feels similar to um kind of the the bigger metal gear boss fights yeah, i would say okay. where yeah which are which are frankly very hit or miss mm-hmm. because the game has to change the thing it is yes and it's a lot of it, in the metal gear games a, a lot of those boss fights like when it happens to line up right and it's designed to like use your gear in a cool way like it's good but also you can really see uh, the the, gim- the gimmick ones are better than any of the actual that's exactly like, you know like yes like in metal gear 3 where you can just wait in the bush yeah, yeah, yeah. until the guy yeah. <laughs> croaks or the cycle mantis memory card yeah. stuff like you know not that there aren't like you know, semi, but like, you know, it plays again, the strengths of those boss battles, ones that people really think about are tend to be the ones that are sort of like gimmicky as opposed to like, hmm, the mechanics were yeah, really, yeah. yeah. The, the, this game is not built, the mechanics are not built in that direction. Right. And so it's like, la- you're next, it's not like suddenly like, uh, oh, you're in this sequence, like, you're going to use your ladders in a different way. Like, <laughs> you need to use your ladders. But you know what? I mean, that one, that, that might have been more yeah. interesting, where it's like, oh, the now that it's an urban environment, like, how are you going to use your tools to, like, escape from this? Like, it's like, no. It's like, climb on the, the car, and then go to the next car, and then, like, hopefully get over to the grass. Yeah. You know, my my first away. reaction when that happened was, like, I can't believe this th- that this game can do this, because up until now, I haven't done anything like this. But then once you once you do it, and you do it a couple of times, you're like... It, it, it can't really do this. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's not, like you say, it's like, yeah. it's not built for that. Right. Um, and it feels that way. 
Um, and it always felt it always felt like it was getting in the way. Uh, it always felt kind of annoying when those moments would happen. Not necessarily the stealthing through the ghosts part, but but when you had to deal with the tar and jumping from building to building, it typically didn't feel fun. Um, I don't know if Robin Emanuel, you felt the same, but I but I I never enjoyed that piece. Well, I must have seen those big cat things like three or four times, and I think I was only supposed to see them like. I think it went to them twice for like a boss encounter I was supposed to have. And then sometimes I just stumbled into them. And each of those times, these were not hard fights. I could win them. I just didn't want to. Like there was one where I was just like, I'm reloading. I'm not doing this fight. And the thing that like, this is actually where I do sound a really sour note on this game. A lot of the cool procedural stuff and exploration stuff we've outlined here when the game hits its third act, it really begins de-emphasizing that in favor of uh, linear sequence, linear sequences punctuated by boss fights mm-hmm. of the exact type we've described. It goes full Kojima. Yeah, and like, I, yeah, the, someone it, it, it finished on a sour note for me. Yeah, that is. I just need to know someone else randomly DM me to say the exact same thing moments ago, which is. Th- the games, the games press cannot contain themselves. Everyone has to talk about this game, and people are just DMing each other. It's very funny that the, that the timing on this. I'm not going to read it because I'm not going to. A separate, a separate channel was like just made oh, in a fuck. Discord that Did Austin that... and I are in, so people could just start. Uh, I'll just read from a friend of ours just said, Uh I was the most on board in this office and that game might be the most out of control vanity project by the end that I have ever seen. (laughs) Uh, I said, I'm excited to see if it goes off, if and how it goes off the rails. And someone said, oh my God, it's so dumb. Everything is so dumb. We should get into the vanity thing uh, at some point. Wait, okay, wait. Yeah. Let's let's. Can we? We're, we have like set. We're like a matryoshka doll deep into a conversation <laughs> yeah. that starts with Rob is on a journey, <laughs> uh, and and then the, the most recent conversation <laughs> that we had, sub conversation was, can Rob set up the story? Yeah. And we started doing that. We because we talked about BTS. We talked about BTS touching people, causing void void outs. Void outs. The rain being called Timefall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the void outs mm-hmm. were important because that's like that's what makes us a post apocalyptic world right mm-hmm. um but then what is the state of things who are you what are you doing let's pick up oh. there bro- bro- broadly without again yeah so you get done with that initial introductory quest and it turns out the president of the united states your mother has a quest for you <laughs> that you have to reunify america by going from city to city Auto and plotting. hooking them up to the internet. But it's not oh, a normal with, internet. Okay. With, with internet. This is also okay, the, 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 the organization is called Bridges, which feels like the most neoliberal, like, yeah. well, don't worry, we're just all going <laughs> to. Well, it is. Like, I actually, I actually don't think this part is dumb. I actually think, like, what did, like, okay, so civilization basically ends yep. uh, because of this series of disasters and the fact that, like, now people are terrified that someone might pass away in their just vicinity and someone might not know. And so people are increasingly actually isolating themselves from each other. Uh, people are scared of like living in cities because all it takes is one person to not get noticed if they pass. And uh, it's basically like a nuke goes off. Um, but Bridges has basically become one and the same. Like It's like if UPS 
became actually the Amazon's probably the more direct yes. comparison, but it's like if Amazon became the US government, but they still maintain two separate entities, right? So it was like uh US US.amazon.com is like the government website, and then there's there's Bridges, which is the shipping delivery service. Uh, you work effectively, you work for Bridges, but the president, her chief of staff is the CEO of Bridges. They're one and the same. Your mission is to go reconnect the world, reconnect America to the internet. Coast to coast. You're going coast to coast. And you are going in the footsteps of your estranged sister who went out there with an expedition two years ago to do this exact same thing. So this, the first expedition succeeded until it didn't things clearly went wrong the plan now is we're going to do the exact same thing and repeat the exact same steps that failed crucial thing about this internet you're (laughs) hooking up ever since the border with the land of the dead was breached a ton of exciting new resources and physical properties entered the universe (laughs) and so while it is unfortunate that uh, you know the, the dead sort of haunt us and can uh, you know end cities at a moment's notice, on the other hand, there are some very exciting breakthroughs in material science, in faster than light uh, communications, and energy. And so basically, it's like if. Exxon opened a hydro plant on the River Styx. And then also, like, Amazon began routing its servers through the land of the dead so because time doesn't exist there. Right. Or, of course. This literally isn't let's monetize the rot. Yeah. Yes. But weirdly, the more they keep, like, everyone, like, very early on, they keep observing, boy, the more we hook up to the internet, the more demons there are haunting us. And like when you build a highway, this is this is fucking great. All this shit looks like the tar for the most part. Like when it is in its useful refined form, it is like gold. But when it is in its spent and decaying form, it turns into that tar-like substance. When you finish a highway, it is a ribbon of black tar that is steadily dissolving upward into the sky where the demons come from. Um, and so you will have these like macabre expanses of highways that are like dripping black blood up into the sky. And it's not a bad meta. Like in, it's on the nose as hell. But on, on the other hand, like Kojima found an interesting visual language for like the nature of the carbon economy. Right. Like it's all a civilization built on dead things. Like literally the thing yeah. that comes up is, you know, we keep finding evidence of mass extinctions being related to this phenomenon. And so he does settle on an interesting analogy for what we have taken as the basis of the modern economy. That's my read anyway. Yeah. So again, the thing for me that's so attractive about this stuff or so interesting about it is the certain sort of like uh, density of symbolism or density of symbols through which we can begin to like unpack um, especially because the game has given us verbs to interact with those symbols that are not just a gun, which is exciting for me. Um, is there anything else in this big, broad, 
part of the like telling the story. I guess if we go back up another level, Rob, you finish that delivery, you get all your stuff to points A and points B, you drag your shit the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, like, so when I'm done with it, though, now I've also got a series of great locations I've scouted to build future right. bridges, right. ladders, and that stuff just pays off in spades. Is like I went, I went from bridge link ten. I did a couple missions once my uh, once my little zipline network was finished. Mm-hmm. Everyone made fun of me for it at the start of the show. I went <laughs> from bridge link level ten to bridge link level fifty five in like two hours. Wow. It's a good because well, I am a builder. I, I guess. Oh yeah. wow! Oh, he built. You built that, Rob. <laughs> I did. <laughs> God, can we talk briefly? But we should take a break soon because uh, I also got a lot of questions in on Twitter that I'll, I want to go through with while I have everyone. Um, but so, what we've talked about is like systemic stuff, kind of uh, early story like early narrative setup but we've not really talked about storytelling or characters very much outside of it's kojima bullshit uh or it's it's like kojima on his shit uh for me like my biggest question coming in structurally is how much of that stuff is there like i think about metal gear solid 5 where it's like mostly there's like a handful of cutscenes, but mostly i'm running missions mostly i'm picking up a tape now or now and then maybe like a, a, a mission ends with a cutscene. But I can kind of ignore that stuff and enjoy Metal Gear Solid Five as an open world action game mm-hmm. or a sort of open world action game, even though I'm annoyed by things like Quiet's the way Quiet was written, uh, or or you know kind of like disinterested in some of the other big story beats. Is that stuff one kind of quarantined in a similar way, or is it constant? And then two, like how is it? How frustrated am I going to be by the way Kojima writes women? How frustrated am I going to be or how interested am I going to be beyond the kind of core metaphor that you've set up here, Rob? Uh, Matthew. Um, one of the things that struck me on in this one is that he did write women better. It's still not perfect, uh, but they're, they are characters. They have motivations. Wow. Sorry, that was that's, wow. that's Is the it low... at the bottom of that gulch that Rob uh, <laughs> went over and lost yeah. all his shit? That's that's the low bar that Kojima has set, writing women characters. Yeah, but I'm we sorry. can set he... a bigger bar. We can set a higher bar. We we're still allowed to criticize fair, him even fair. if he did better. We don't have to grade him on a curve of his own past fuck ups. Like <laughs> We can still be like, he should like I don't know. Wow. I look at this game and I look at the list of characters and it's like Die Hard Man versus Mama and Fragile is the other woman. Uh-huh. And I don't know, uh-huh. like Rob is covering his face and like stroking. It all sounds bad. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 is there a butt here? It sounds much worse than it is. Yeah. It, My, it's, it's, this it's, new Hideo Kojima game isn't sexist t-shirt is answering a lot of questions. Uh, but wait, what's, is it not? Like, does he do, is Fragile an interesting character who is not just the thing I'm afraid that she is? I, th- I thought so, Rob. Okay. Yeah, like, I thought these characters were, they're still, they are trafficking in archetypes. Like, the character named Mama Everything is centered on feelings of maternal responsibility, guilt, um, ob- obligation. Like it's that is the arc of that character until it abruptly takes a turn into some other territory uh, that's that's a little strange. Um, not 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 creepy strange. It's just no, there's no, no, no. I, yeah, there's I'm- weird things. There, there are weird things in this game. Uh, for for instance, 
Um, so your character has a really strong touch aversion. And everyone keeps being like, I just want to hug you, man. And he's like, don't hug me. And it is held I mean, out. It's called a phobia. Like it's straight up called like it's, a, it's you know, not just like, I don't like being touched. Right, like but nobody up, like, fucking gets it. Everyone's like, yeah. oh, damn. Like still with that phobia, well, huh? You're not just going to let me. You're not going to bring it in? A physical component, too, where he actually gets bruised if people touch him. Right. And so that's a recurring motif here of he has a physical condition and a psychological one. And everyone's like, damn, man, just bring it in. Why you got to be like this? Just come on. Come on, big guy. Let's, you know, tuck in. And then you read a bit of lore in the world uh, about people who identify as asexual. And it is at once trying to be inclusive by there's a long passage about like, Hey, this is an identification that became much more prominent uh, in the early, in the late 20th, early 21st centuries uh, as a lot of new, uh, new self identifications were recognized and validated. Uh, Nevertheless, a lot of people are identifying as asexual now, probably because the world is fucked up. And it's clearly like hmm. it's a sign of dysfunction in the world that so many people identify that way. It's like that's and how it's being framed is what you're saying by the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the game, like the game implies it, right? The, the game is at pains to say there are people who identify this way. This is their experience. This is how they relate to uh, feelings of romantic or physical attraction. Then the game extrapolates from that. But also in this world, birth rates are declining and more and more people say they're asexual, probably because people are afraid of making connections in this world. Uh, you know, on Look the brink the big of the brain Bridges. On, yeah. Between yeah, each death, other. Yeah. Ropes and ladders, et cetera. So, right. Afraid of so, being touched. Right. That stuff is like so like 101, you know, complete shit that is like not particularly again like this is the this is the dilemma for me with all of Hideo Kojima's games like I want to lather on pray I find myself on first blush lathering on praise because unlike many games there is so much thought put into filling it with dense iconography that suggests deep readings are possible and and elements where deep readings and and uh, relevant readings are are right there stuff that really resonates um but there's just like also some real like I know how metaphors work, but I don't know how people work. Mm -hmm. uh, that has always been filled with these in in these games where what ends up happening <laughs> is a, a lot of is a lot of that happening in the isn't it a lot of that happening in like to set up like where a lot of the lore exists. It's so there's the cutscenes, yeah. but then as you as you complete missions, you unlock what are called interviews, and so basically in like your you know, you pull up this tab, you have this, this like wrist device that like connects you to your map and yada, yada, Sorry, yada. It's a, it's and, a computer you know, and it's handcuffs. I'm just saying it's your computer. Oh, and God. All right. Black mirror. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, and then you can pull up these interviews where like these, they're long lore dumps. Mm -hmm. And basically about like, they seem often, they seem like news clippings and things like that. So Rob, is that where that bit comes yeah. from? Like, is it, like, uh, okay. Cause I, you know, I often wonder, I have no idea, right? Like I often wonder like, um, specifically in this game, given how much of like the background lore 
Um, the world building, a lot of it occurs up front in, in these cutscenes, but a lot of it is in these interview dumps. Like, how much of that is like extrapolating from a Bible? How much of that is like, is Kojima really sitting, like, do I really think Kojima's sitting down and writing all of those interview bits? Like, probably not. I can't say that for sure, but it's interesting to see where the game pulls, it like fills, where it chooses to fill it in. Does it choose to fill it in up front in a cutscene, which is like, story level like a or is it like tucked away in these optional interviews that you don't have to engage with you don't have to look at they are a completely separate part of the world building like tools that it uses mm. sorry i was drinking coffee yeah continue go ahead Rob. no i i think that that's a fair point like a lot of the, there's a lot of weird stuff hidden in those emails and, and lore dumps but <clears throat> Stuff that is it is also of a piece with the main through line of the story, which is this game ends up in a really weird place with regard to, on the one hand, it's trying to be satirical, right? You are paid partially in likes, and likes are an important currency, and people get little, uh, you know, little dopamine rushes. People are pe- like they they even have a word now for like lycotosin, uh, being the oh the thing that is sort of the, the sort of hormone you get when like people engage positively with your posts. Um, but so on the one hand, this game is trying to be like, man, we just need to forge real connections and people are becoming alienated from each other and people are losing hope for the future. And that is causing them to uh, physically and emotionally withdraw from one another and stop contemplating how they might fit, fit each other in their lives in the future. And then the game is also like, you know what really brings people to ga- together? Video games. Mm-hmm. Smashing that like and button on a ladder. Yeah, and if we just bring people together in these positive ways and like put them on the same network and get them playing games and like having them fave each other, uh, you know, as a matter of course, that can also be a good thing. And it ends up being. I don't know. To me, to me, it felt that aspect of it felt incoherent by the end. Because are you trying to talk about the nature of like postmodern alienation, or are you trying to argue that technology is actually? It, it turns out technology is going to solve that. I think the you whole. You felt like you wanted sorry. to have it both ways. Oh. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I th- I think. I think everything by the end or the, throughout the whole thing. It's it's incoherent, um, and I think that he's always been that way, um, or Kojima games have always been that way. The difference here is that whereas Metal Gear is all this nutty, you know, Infowars kind of, you know, conspiracy theories yeah, yeah, yeah. and like he's like extremely <laughs> fucking shout it for the back. Like it is. It's like extremely elaborate conspiracy. It's like this, you thought it was that? No, it's this. And then another mess comes off and it's that. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's like fucking like Mission Impossible 2 shit. Yeah, but at least it's like it's all based on this foundation of like Cold War intrigue and uh nuclear uh fears and stuff like that. And here it's like it's not. It's not based on anything. It's a completely untethered. Um, I mean, inter- I, I haven't played it, mm-hmm. but also, like, twenty minutes ago, Rob made a convincing argument that a core part of this was about contemporary fears about fossil fuel, like uh, 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 reliance. Yeah, the people have made convincing arguments previously. Like, uh, it 
it doesn't, it, the thing that you described to me didn't sound so much as incoherent as inconsistent or as a bunch of competing coherencies that don't necessarily mm-hmm. like, like collab, like actually um, well, it's uh, like come together. It's incoherence on a meta level instead of at like right. plot point to plot point, right? Or like, also I would say the difference is what, what Rob was describing was very visual. Okay. And I think that Kojima is a great, Gotcha. And I, I'm sorry that I'm using Kojima as like a yeah, short for the or... studio, but it's like his name is all over this fucking thing. It's crazy. Right. But um, a lot of people did make this game. <clears throat> right. There is a visual art director who is not Kojima. I'm using Kojima shorthead, Kojima production. Yeah. You know, but it's yeah. like. Uh, this team, yeah. <laughs> they're very good. It's name that. So you do that. <laughs> they're very good at visual storytelling. It's like this highway thing Rob described. It's like, yes, it, it does read that way. But so much of the. <clears throat> what this world is is just these emails that you get and that feels completely random it's like here's an email about what i feel about asexuality here's an email about trump here's an email about um is like, that like an actual trump yes okay yeah yeah um and that was I respect that. I respect him taking these swings. I respect him being like, I'm going to say something about this. I'm going to say something about that. I respect it. But it's it's it doesn't add up to anything. And it's like, it doesn't feel like he has uh, editors. And it doesn't feel like there's any any pushback. Or like, there's not really conversation about, <clears throat> like, what am I trying to say? It's just like, I want to say something about this. You know? And, and yeah. I, I find that it's like... That the result is incoherent. Like it's like a series of blogs instead of a thesis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a yeah. thesis somewhere in there, you know, but it, 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 it's it's on the level of which is what connection. Yeah, yeah. It's but but public that, works also, projects. Let's get them. Does Kojima? <laughs> oh, so this does is an Kojima experience. Con- <laughs> does Kojima experience contemporary life the way most people do? Like that's a big part of this no, game. No, because he has more money about, than most people, right? Uh, which means right. that, and like, so his, the way that he frames his selfhood is often as media consumer first and foremost. Like when you, if you had to describe what Hideo Kojima's public persona is, for me, it's like movie fan, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. like if if we didn't know who Hideo Kojima was, his Twitter account would be like movie fan nineteen seventy two or whatever year he was born, right? Like. Uh, that's how he identifies most publicly. Is like he loves pop culture, he loves films, he loves music. Like, uh, but that's also just like part of contemporary like uh, uh, consumer culture anyway. Um, but I don't think. No, but, he that, does, but that's been true. That he's he's always been framed um, as no There's a reason right? people like, always but, talked about Kojima in the past. Is like ah, he's a guy who makes video games because he can't make films. But I think the difference, the, the thing that, but he's access that we don't have. His, he has, his, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. He publicly thirsted for years about how much he loves Mads Mikkelsen <laughs> yes. and Norman Reedus. Mm-hmm. And like before this game was even, you know, before we knew anything about this game, we saw all this stuff on his social media handles about like hanging with Guillermo del Toro and just hanging out with my boys, Mads and Norman. I love these guys. They're the best. <laughs> and... I think, and that's cool. Like, if, if I could do that, like, hell yeah, I would. I did. I, I'd be a star fucker, sure. Why not? Uh, I'd probably, you know, I, me. It'd be a little more like my aspirational Algonquin Roundtable, I suppose. Uh-huh. But you, you get my drift. Yes. Uh, but the thing is, what that's not going to tell you is give you. That's not going to give you a really great or meaningful insight into like 
how does social media transform the way everyday people relate to each other, to members of their family, right. to strangers, to it's just a different thing when you're like, are when you suggesting you can just that be like, Hideo Kojima doesn't get on, get on to get into <clears throat> Facebook arguments with his cousin about like, but he policy, thinks, but he has means, things to say about right, Facebook. That's what I'm arguing. saying. That's what I'm saying. He's like, like, but he doesn't have that that primary access to what that experience right, actually he's feels like, like. I've heard this can be very unpleasant. <laughs> so it's like I'm going to write an entire game because I have heard some unpleasant things and I have seen some upsetting things on Black Mirror and that informs yeah. my work on Death Stranding. I would bet and some people in that like, studio have had those experiences, but yeah, go ahead, Matt. It feels like a lot of that social that social commentary stuff is abandoned in the back half of the game to really just focus on the characters. Um, kind of, and, and Austin, you said it's it's inconsistent it sounds inconsistent it more than incoherent and i think that 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 rings true for me because he brings up all these interesting topics and all these interesting things and has things to say about them but kind of waves them off at the end to do a lot of you know interesting cutscenes funneled down these narrow gameplay paths um and it's not metal gear solid 4 bad uh, but it it it's brushing right up against there in terms of like uh, the, the density of of cutscenes and just like long like yeah, get the, fi- you know thirty minutes of cutscene then walk three feet and yep. get another twenty minutes of cutscene right. type stuff. But is that style? Yeah, the of first thing? forty yes. hours the the first forty hours of the game I think are pretty consistent with it being mostly about gameplay. Yes, you've got your long Kojima cutscenes, but there's nothing like Guns of the Patriots. But then when you get to the the third act, like Rob said, it it goes full. You know, long, yeah, I, long cuts. I also insist on incoherent because it's like it's not enough that the president of the United States sends you on a critical mission to save the world. She also has to be your mom. Yeah, right. And throughout the game, she becomes like 15 other things. And it's like, why? It's like, why? Why is this like always well, layering, always layering and always Everything is twisted further, and everything is always also because oh, that's that's his. That's how style. That's like Kojima doesn't. That's all of his stories are built in the even 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 something like a PT, like a tiny little horror <laughs> thing, like the, the layering and like a twist upon twist. Like he often uses layers to uh, confuses that with like actual complexity, uh-huh. and the fact that like oh well, you think it was this, but it was that is like. Treated as though it's a revelation <laughs> when he when it's really just you just you just erased it and put on that, something isn't that else or just that, stack I find it that on to be nonsense. Yeah, I think that's a no, fair no, argument. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, I just want to. Yeah, that, that's a fair argument. Rob, I like it. Every well, Rob, like, it's okay to like incoherence. Like I, 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 I gave a I, talk I a few years ago about the value of incoherence uh, in terms of aestheticism. No, I mean, like there's a value there. Is, you can make the, you can like the incoherency. It sure. doesn't, but I, but I'm with you that you're allowed to also say like this stuff doesn't build up to something like singular and uh, uh, like under, understandable or not understandable. But you know what I'm saying, coherent. Rob, go ahead. I'm gonna. I will give you the floor to, to give this defense. Though. No, I. I just think like this is this is a case where I'm like, the structure of the president is your mom. America is a chastely beautiful, ideal, nurturing figure that you will go on a quest for and not question until it turns out that that is a 
mask and they just like that's that like the the game is very much about i don't know this sort of it's it's incredibly broad but at the same time there is something enjoyably tongue-in-cheek about how it gets something gets at something about the nature of american patriotism a sort of um belligerent sentimentality that often characterizes it. And I think having things framed in the political and personal in this way, the president, your mom needs you to do this thing. And what she is saying, even at the time you're like, this sounds a little bit fucked up, but it's all freighted with this. You owe this to me. You, you don't, you want to be a good son and get it. It ends up working for me a little bit. The the thing um, that this this whole conversation makes me want so badly is for more people to have the budgets to make games so dense with iconography and meaning because then I could get away from the like <laughs> the thing that ends up happening again and again and again is that people point to games like this because the same thing that happens to like Bioshock the same thing that happens like anytime a, a game maker makes a game with meaning to be unpacked it be it needs to be heralded as like groundbreaking or mm -hmm. put on a pedestal because unlike novels it is rare for big triple a games to be to be packed in this way with meaning to be unpacked even though this is like she is she is your mom and also the president mom president like there's that's not it's very clear what the metaphor is it's it's what Rob just laid out but because we're so fucking thirsty for anything that is working in any sort of literary mode I mean we talked about this with Disco Elysium recently mm -hmm. like ah this is it this is it this is the one this is the one this is gonna change everything finally like this is so different from everything else and it is because at the beginning of this week we were talking about how modern warfare was literally just trying to rewrite like american war crimes like i get it like we are starved for it but the thing it makes me want is to have more on the plate <coughs> or have more at the buffet so that i'm allowed to be like actually this is a bad one of these yes it is filled with all of the technical like it, it technically has all of that stuff but when i read a book that technically has all that stuff i'm also comfortable being like and it sucks and i'm not saying that this sucks i'm 100 clear i haven't fucking played this i'm super excited to play this game but i wish we lived in a, in a world where more games competed at this pure like the stuff that's in it the the not the quality but the quantity of meaning making that's happening here across visual across narrative across mechanics so that we were better in a place not to just give it a clap for having that stuff. Yeah. We don't do that with film anymore. We're like, film is at the place now. We're like, yeah, of course there's visual metaphor in the film. Of course there's, uh, there's a film that, you know what I mean? Like, fil Films in reverse and has the accelerator on the floor, man. I know, but, 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 at, but my point is that film, but, but in, the, in the history of film, if you're a film critic, you have a billion things to point at that have done that successfully to weigh stuff against. Whereas now in games and games crit, it can be so easy I do it to be like this, like this is so distinct because X, Y, Z and confusing distinction uh, with like good or quality or, or I just like, again, it's like, I wish I didn't have to grade on a curve. Yeah, I would, say, I would add two more problems to that. And one is it's not like nobody is doing complex work. Right. This is getting claps because it's doing that work on that scale. That's what I'm saying. That's right. why I specifically okay, yeah. said budget and AAA. Okay. Like, yeah. In the independent space, this is happening constantly. Yeah. Right. Go to itch.io. We would find games yeah. that are like extremely dense and thoughtful right now. Yeah. Like last week, Kata was shouting out stuff that none of us had played before or heard of that does not have a marketing budget behind it because it's yeah. made by someone in a in a bedroom. You know. Right. <laughs> so so there's that, and then I would say 
I think there's really a chance here that once you get past all these smoke bombs that Kojima is throwing down, it's like it's not that different than Modern Warfare. I think it's like I don't know that what he has to say is super critical or super subversive. I think, yeah, it's like I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know where I landed yet. This is why I want more stuff like this, because I want to be able to compare it and contrast it. If that makes sense. Um, Anyway, Rob. Well, no, but I think we're also hostage here to the attention economy. Yeah, of course. Like we'd have the like. What's exciting about this is, is it's a common referent that we can have this discussion around, and Disco Elysium is on a lot of people's list of like, man, as soon as I get a chance, yep. I'm going to play that, and we will talk about it. We will play it at different times, and we will never talk about it like this, uh, probably because it will never like it's not going to be a tent pole the way this is. But I had a question for y'all. This feels like a blank check game in some yes. ways, this is one but of the I'm big, not sure that it is. Yeah, this was a big question. Uh, can we actually take a break <clears throat> here and come back in on that? Because I got a billion questions from people on Twitter. I want to ask some of them before we break. Yeah. Let's take a five-minute break. Uh, not for the listener at home. For the listener at home, they will hear an advertisement probably. But for us, I want to think, I want to go to the bathroom. Same. And we'll take a break. We'll come back to these, to these questions and we'll lead on that question, whether or not this is or feels like a blank check game. BRB. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, we are back, and we have to answer the question, which is, does this feel like a blank check game? Like Kojima came to PlayStation, came to Sony. Sony was like, giving you a blank check on this one, homie. Make the game of your dreams. Let's see what it looks like. Or does it still feel constrained? Does it feel, Rob, it seemed like you were saying, like, it actually doesn't feel like that to you. I think there's two things. The environment they the environments they have are really beautifully realized and detailed. They're pretty limited. Like, once you've seen, like, once you've seen the first biome, basically, you've seen just about all of them, except maybe the mountains. Um, and so, like, for a game all about traversing nature and exploring it, it's a whole lot of sameness. Mm. The other thing that just leaps off the fucking screen is the fact that this thing is substantially underwritten by monster energy, like drink. monster energy. Mm. You like literally every time you refill your stamina by taking a drink for your canteen, it is monster. It you is drink water t- instead. That's why his blood turns uh, into ropes. <laughs> His his canteen literally turns the water into monster energy. <laughs> and that's I mean, the start of the game. Kojima's done a lot of yeah, weird branding shit, shit in the past, yep. though. So like, yep. it's hard. So heavy. Yep. <laughs> it's it's hard for me to separate. Like, I I'm with you. That like, is it possible that uh, there was an injection of cash into this game from Monster, but also Kojima 
has done lots of this. He loves brands. Like he yeah. identifies as a consumer. Yeah. My my other favorite thing is that every time Norman Reedus takes a poo, uh, a full ad for Norman Reedus's AMC show The Ride, where he mm-hmm. rides around on motorbikes, <clears throat> is blocking the view of him taking his poo. Yeah, we also didn't talk about the pee grenades. Yo, we didn't grenades. talk about the baby. I know. This is, I know. <laughs> we'll get, let's get to some of those through user right. questions, fan questions. <laughs> but let's say this blank check thing real quick. <laughs> what? Does it? So it doesn't? It doesn't? It does, you can feel like... I To me, it does feel like a blank check for two reasons. One is that just the conceit of what you do in the game, I think, is something that we've... Which is you go from point A to point yeah, B, yeah. you build stuff, you connect with other people. Um, it's something that we've seen many times in like a Minecraft and other survival games, but... To give it this triple A sheen is not something that I know that I've seen before. If so, there's that. There's a lot of like I can't believe they let him do this stuff. Be it the um, referencing of things that are happening in our world. Um, so you're seeing it almost as a blank check, more in terms of freedom than yeah. in terms of money. I mean, I think. I mean, both needed. Yeah. Yeah, sure. um, and also. And this is something that only people in media would uh, understand, but it's like the level of stress that I am feeling from Sony about um, this game is pretty intense. And that to me almost feels like this is the like the PR around the release of the game is the only thing we have control over. So we're going all in and like mm-hmm. trying to like very heavily manage. That's in terms of like embargo deadlines, t- or embargoes, t- uh, uh, like the degree of embargo, the timing of the embargo, the sub embargoes inside of embargoes, and, and like, like the that. interest in like who's writing about this. Wow, you know, mm-hmm. it's like stuff like that, which is unusual from Sony specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so to me, it almost Lots feels follow up emails. Yeah, so it feels to me like they went ahead and were like. You're the artist. You're the genius. Go do whatever you want, and and like bring us back a game. It and almost they, feels like and that. And then he brought them back this, and they, and were, they like, were like, "Shit, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> I mean, I'm very. This is a game. I'm very curious to see how it reviews. I think I my guesstimate based on early talking to other people, deeply polarizing. Uh, I think they could not have made a more waypoint ass game than mm-hmm. this, unless they maybe treated women and uh, asexual folks better and queer yeah. people and like I you know those are the things that I of course I'm, I would not yeah, be but surprised. us unpacking that and getting mad about it is a waypointy thing that too. is true you yeah. know what they gave us the they gave us the object of our dreams <laughs> here uh, but no but that's the you know versus I suspect a lot of folks are based on what you've described to me like you've understand you've been pitching me the game and my favorite part of state of decay 2 is when I got a truck stuck in a ditch and it was filled with stuff and I had to put like it's the thing Rob described is my favorite thing that happens in video. Like One of the questions someone wrote in was, can Norman Reedus ragdoll and fall down a mountain like in Breath of the Wild? And my hope is, I hope so. I hope that can happen because that's what I'm here for. People are nodding. He can do that. You can fall down mountains. Okay, good. Check. Oh, yeah. You got to be careful. It'll really piss you off. Good. Can't wait. Can't wait to be mad at myself for falling down a fucking mountain because I took a path I knew I shouldn't have and yeah. my stamina was low. Oh my god. I tried to Duke of ha- Dukes of Hazard a, a, a uh, canyon in a uh. truck <laughs> and I narrowly, like, 
I misjudged the angle. I thought I was like leaping off an upward ramp into <laughs> uh, like onto a flat part. But it turns out the upward ramp was concealing a much wider part of the canyon than anywhere else I could have chosen. And so my car just like flew into the uh, canyon. And this was like a mainline quest. And the car exploded. <laughs> and then all my luggage was down there and I didn't have any ladders because what did I need a ladder for? I had a car. <laughs> so I had to. And so I had to mount like an hour long rescue expedition getting shit out of this canyon. Did you lose that uh, car? Like the car is just gone then. Oh, car exploded. Love it. Um, I was told briefly, I was like, you've ruined your truck. And I was like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I started loading it. And no sooner does Norman Reedus walk up to it and start unloading it than it explodes and throws him and all his luggage like all around the canyon. And wow. then I was like, okay, so how far is it till the place where I can climb out of this canyon? It was quite far. Great. Love it. Um, uh, this one, uh, yeah, I'm just going to move. Pro, just, go ahead. Go ahead. Pro death standing trip. Uh, tip, you can never make that jump in a vehicle. There's okay. going to be a lot of places you think you can. Don't don't ever try. What about I a motorcycle? What about a motorcycle? Nope. What about... Nope, you're not going to make it. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Go for don't it, Don't even man. try. I live, I live courageously. Yeah, I like it. It's because you're a monster and boy. <laughs> right? Uh, this one comes in from Dia, fr friend of the site, great critic, uh, Dia Lucina, who says, are we going to forget about this one uh, after one week of furious discourse, or is its ghost going to linger as long as Metal Gear Solids? Do you think this is a thing like three years from now we'll be like, well, Death Stranding, da 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 or is this going to pass by us the way like, uh, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn, huge game, did very well for itself, Sony first party game, um, uh, second party, whatever. Uh, but I don't know that we talk about Horizon very often. Is it going to be one of those? Or oh, is I you didn't like that game very much, though. No, but like, I mean, I but I mean, the culture doesn't. On, yeah, we we look back on reverence, but discourse does not return to it the way it right, does. Right, but that's Hero. that was that game po po like that's a you're putting a weight on a game that I don't think. No, it no, ever no I'm not putting for. a weight on. it. I'm not judging it. I'm saying, I'm saying. Is it Metal Gear Solid? Dia's question is, will this have the longevity in the discourse the way Metal Gear does? I'm not dissing No, Horizon. I get it. I'm just, I'm just pulling Horizon out of this. I'm All saying right. Horizon, uh, you didn't ask to be in this comparison. Killzone. Like, uh, not to hit, now I'm hitting that same studio. I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> like, there are, few, there are only a few games that <clears throat> stick around in the... Halo, huge game, is not in the discourse. Last of Us. Last, Last of, of no, Us. No, Last of Us is in the discourse. Last of Us is a Metal Gear, 100%. We talk I, about Last I, of Us all the time in the discourse around representation. Okay, so uh, uh, let me just make anyway, a quick distinction here. Yes. Metal Gear had a series of landmark and divisive games yes. behind it. The tr like the sum of Metal mm -hmm. Gear, I think, turned into a much bigger thing. Now, people argued Guns of the Patriots for years. People are still ready to have that <laughs> argument. But if there just been Guns of the Patriots, I don't think it looms as large except as part of the Metal Gear series. I think Death Stranding doesn't have those legs. I think the I think this game's legacy is going to be all of the business story around it and Kojima. Yeah. That he left Konami, that this was the game that he made when he was given a blank check. Um but it's not going to be the game itself. I think it's going to be all the meta commentary around it will be what we talk about. Yeah, I think it kind of depends on what he does next, almost, you know? Do you it's think like, it'll be another question we got a lot of was, like, could there be a Death Stranding 2? Do you think he'll make something completely he's, different? He's already said that, hey, people have asked, like, would you make another 
world. And he's like, well, you have to understand how the industry works. You you sort of make the one and then you make the others after. He's already said yeah. that like he he doesn't get blank check too. I mean, maybe you get one from Microsoft. Yeah. But <laughs> um, he's already sort of like said like, no, like you build this and then you build on top of it. And he's like, especially because I'm doing something different. I would want to build, like, not want, but, like, need to build on top of this to, like, go forward. So I I think every indication is, like, absent um, no one wanting a sequel and Sony not wanting a sequel. That, like, he he has to make a sequel because that's, one, that's what he knows. Um, And, I mean, Metal Gear is a very interesting franchise to watch, like, in terms of its evolution. Like, where it went mechanically and, like, how it responded to the... The you know the winds of the time, but yeah, he's already said that basically like uh uh-uh, uh like not another world like Death Stranding two is where we go from here. Yeah, a lot of a lot um, of the there's a lot of investment that goes in early in we've talked about this before in the generation of IP and worlds and like world building where it's like we're gonna spend six months building what a BT is, what the different factions are, what is the and it's not to say we won't iterate and introduce new things, but like we need to build the visual language, we need to come to understand like what the different like elements of the setting are. We're gonna spend a bunch of money up front just in terms of time and and you know uh, concept art and stuff like that and then we'll continue to mine that forever like we talk about destiny yeah. the elements of like a, a destiny the pre-destiny one gdc talk only just now entering the game yeah because they did all that world building whatever six years ago right and like to continue to build off of that stuff almost like they built the formula not of the gameplay but of you know the world uh, to, to build off of uh anyway so yeah i think you're probably right i think we'll probably see so yeah. More, more Can I just say one thing that's kind of related to that yes. is, um, so uh, they made Metal Gear Five, and then they made uh, what's the game? Survive. That came- Survive. Yes. And Survive is what you're talking about, where you take the engine, you take the assets, and you build yeah, something else out of it. Just yeah. To, like, I, I actually just mean Metal Gear Solid Five. Does it, like Metal Gear Solid? Metal. Metal. The world building that Kojima did for Metal Gear. Mm-hmm is foundational to get to Metal Gear Solid. And then mm-hmm. the additional huge, like, foundational stuff. Like, he knew who Revolver Ocelot was. Right. He might not have known who the Lale Lule Low were or, or who what the, the, <laughs> what the Patriots were yet. I'm sure he did a lot of that on the way. But he understood what he wanted Metal Gears to look like. Mm-hmm. He And, like, create he and his creative team, the creative team put together certain rules of storytelling I and see. certain, like, ideas of what the core conflicts were, <laughs> how you name your character. Like, all that is six months of world building meetings yeah. and concept art and that is the part of that big investment up top that you make because next time you don't have to do that foundational shit right like, i get it a metal gear walks around like this it doesn't look like a gundam it doesn't quite look like a battle like it's a particular style of machine yeah. that comes out of months and months of visual, yeah so you're talking yeah. about like the creative yes. investment yeah, yeah, yeah. and i was more thinking about the tech investment the tech there. investment but and they are using they're using the horizon zero dawn engine right i think so yeah I believe yeah that's true but i was yes. gonna say just to give people an idea of like what the game feels like this to me almost feels like uh, a game that's made out of the parts of Metal Gear Solid 5 mm-hmm. even though I know that's not the case but it's like the way the menus work the way the everything looks the way the, the animations and everything I'm just like yeah. throwing that out there it feels like a it feels Metal Gear yeah yeah it does feel like that uh, wait I have, I, have a, I have a follow-up on the the sequel thing this is you know obviously this tiptoes up to spoilers but like we have people who have beaten the game and the question is like like, oh, where would it go from there? Like, having finished the game, like, in the broadest possible sense, like, d- does it leave it in a place where you're like, oh, I see where 
I see where he would go, like where the team would go from here. That's potentially interesting. Or is it left in a place where it's like, cool, like I'm good. Like <laughs> it doesn't leave a marker. Else. You know how sometimes, you know, a game leaves a marker with like, this is where we're going next. Yeah. It doesn't do that, mm-hmm. but it is totally open. Like there's room to do more in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We got a question in from Brett O'Connor who says, my question, would we even be playing this game if it weren't for society's love for auteur theory? I think even more broadly, if this didn't have Kojima's name attached. Um, My guess is, correct me if I'm wrong here, like it isn't just Kojima's name. It's also a Sony, it's like the big Sony title for the fall. Their big marketing pushes around it. It has Norman Reedus in it. It has all these other things that like tie in part of the attention economy that we talked about. Um, but I am curious still at the end of the day, do you think if this was just a Konami game or let's say a less, if this was the next game from, from the horizon zero dawn folks where it didn't have Kojima's big name next to it, would we still have a, a podcast where we talk about this game for two hours? I think so. Yeah. Because people are, you know, cosplaying as stuff from this game already. And I don't think that's because of Kojima. I think it's because the the visual mm. language of the game just, like, screams for attention. I think it's, like, everything is very, uh, I don't know, evocative. I don't know. It's, like, it's a dude walking around with a baby attached to him. You know, it's, like, it's weird as hell. I think it, like, demands attention. What's up with this? I think that's true, but, the the, the like, the, the culture... The fandom around Kojima cannot be separated from, like, you're right. It has an arresting visual language that I think people would respond to separate from that. I do not think people would be cosplaying if it wasn't a Kojima joint. I firmly believe that that would be maybe something that was born out of a culture that came out of it. But there's a certain, people imbue, like, a certain thing into this creator, like, rightly or wrongly, um, that comes with it. Like, there's... That's also part of the reason he gets a blank check is because there's a lot of cultural baggage that goes along with Kojima that is attractive, um, you know, to a company like Sony. Almost not regardless of whether the game is any good, but it's certainly it's part of what you're paying for. To reverse that, I, don't, I just I don't think the game would be made. It would be if, made without, if it wasn't yeah, yeah, him yeah, exactly. But yeah, 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 yeah totally. Um, this is a you know what here's one from Theo and I think this gives us a chance to go back on something you just mentioned Theo says yeah first question what the fuck uh what's up with the baby what's up with like I don't what's up with I don't want spoilers but like we did as Kato suggested there's a lot we did not touch upon in terms of like I don't know I watched a trailer where Guillermo del Toro was holding a baby and then it teleported I think in a different trailer two years ago to somebody else's weird baby pod there's a lot in this game that is like we did not touch on and I'm curious without Getting into post chapter three spoilers, are there other weird elements that we should hit here? Do they do right by that baby? Do I, you like the baby? I think so. I think the yes, baby is good. The baby but, is good. Yes, but by the end of the game, I was still like, "What the fuck?" Okay. It's like I feel like he barely, as much as there is talking and exposition in text and in cutscenes and, and, and codec conversations and all of that. But when I walked away from it, I'm still like, I barely have a handle on this. Yeah. Just wait. Disagree. Love the baby. Totally understood it. Love the baby. <laughs> Love the baby. Totally understood it from Matt. I think it gets, it gets a bit, uh, I thought I understood it, but then the very ending, I'm like, so the thing they've like explained twice isn't this isn't the case like I thought I knew what that baby was now I'm not sure there it's 
There's a, an email very early in the game that sets that up. Okay. Uh, okay. Read your emails. I will, yeah. I will say, I, I, I will say, uh, I think things also get a little bit muddled in that, again, in that third act, Kojima really wanted to shoot the series finale of yes. a <laughs> sci-fi drama starring Mads Mikkelsen. And so you just watch like a very special 45 minute hour long series finale to a show you have not seen, but you've inferred <laughs> everything you need to know. Okay, it's completely know. unnecessary. Love like everything you need to know is right there. And it's like, but now in TV episode form and I'm like, all right, I guess we're just doing this now. Um, it's not bad. Mads Mikkelsen's a pro. Uh, it has a very let, that Lord of the Rings ending where you think that the game is over and then it goes on for another two hours. Mm. Oh yeah, no, it's it's like slow jogging the bases. Love it. Yep. Um, Twitter user a shitty party at the rich folks home <laughs> writes in and says. My favorite mission in Metal Gear Solid Five uh, were the ones about exploring space, a space, and discovering a story. OKB Zero, the quarantine platform, with uh, Death Stranding being a game whose core loop seems to be about exploration. How does it deliver on those kinds of experiences? Are you out exploring the world and like finding cool shit? Are there narrative like you know? I just finished playing The Outer Worlds, which made me think a lot about Fallout and Skyrim, and thinking about the the structure of those games, which is actually pretty distinct from The Outer World. The Outer World is very funnily; it's very much like I'm going to go here and check off all the boxes, which build up to one funnily. core thing. Funnily, fun, fun, funnel esque. Uh, <laughs> uh, whereas when I think about um, in Middle Earth Solid Five, you choose a mission, you go to a place, and you explore it. But even like Breath of the Wild or again Dragon's Dogma, you're exploring the world, you're finding things, and you're like, oh wow, here's a cool thing. Is it doing that, or or again think about like Fallout? Oh wow, there's a vault here. What's the story of the vault? Or is it mostly I get a package to deliver? I'm going over generic space. Maybe there are some mules to fight or run from. The end. That space traversal is really good. Yeah, I'm not disappointed. That this. is, but that is kind of the sum of it. I think what you you do get stories, but they tend to be delivered to you after the fact. There are a lot of subplots. So this is again like why I'm not entirely sure this is a blank check game. Yes, you have the really lavish cutscenes with the extensive mocap, but then also most places you go are going to be these really like cheesy holograms of people just sort of talking at you, and then there's not even that much character work done for those. Instead, the plot development and character work happens via an email that character sends you after the fact that is only loosely referred to in the hologram message text you get. Gotcha. And so you will like learn surprising things about the world, um, but it's in the form of a lore dump after the fact. Yeah, if you think about it, the nature, the structure of the game is this: this rain out in the world is constantly resetting. To some uh, prior, like it just whatever is out there. Once the rain falls on it, it goes away. And is that goes, including it, roads and shit you've built. Yes, interesting. O- over over time, because yeah, but but it's so great. There's no time, there's basically. no like skulls in the toilet because like once the rain hits the toilet, the toilet disappears and decays into <laughs> nothing. You know what I mean? Okay. So like, there's no, you're not finding there's no environmental right storytelling, storytelling. in that sense. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and there is stuff off the beaten path, if something Rob would know if he'd built more watchtowers. Wow. Uh, but there's not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because Rob not, needed to spend more time in this video game. <laughs> but there's not a lot of incentive to go out and find that stuff. Okay. 
Um, it and once really you get there, it's another hologram. Of, you know, and yeah, it's like, exactly. It's another famous and yes, person. once you find it, yeah. Yes. How many famous people did you find? <coughs> um, <Define> famous. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I I found a four? couple. I found a couple. Four. Okay. Uh, tell me after. Four. Who I they think are, there's four so big ones. I can roll my eyes. Uh, there were people I was supposed to recognize. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Chris, but spooky, wants to know if you feel free as the player to find different creative solutions with the various tools the game gives you. We've already talked about ladders and about ropes and stuff, and it sounds like that stuff is both. It's more about like where you deploy it makes you feel like you're free. Um, but I'm curious if there are other creative solutions because there's another point where you talked about like I was fighting a BT and like I'm not using my ladders to do cool shit there. Like, are there other examples of like, ah, I have this cool tool that I didn't think I could use this way, but here's like a solution or is it all pretty much just like, yeah, you get the hover thing to put the packages on it and then you, you got them. I would say you can be pretty damn creative both in how you get from point A to point B, which is the, the meat of the game. Yes. And I would say even with the BT stuff, it, you can be creative in the sense that you can be like, I have the gear. I'm going to I'm gonna take certain gear that's going to allow me to just beeline through this place, or I'm going to go around, or I'm going to wait it out. It's like, I would say, yeah, I would say, like, the game wouldn't work if it, if it, if it didn't allow you to be creative, and I think it definitely works in that sense. Cool. Real quick, did anyone figure out what the various grenades were for? The ones that Norman Reedus produces? P grenades. We talked about we caught P, grenades? P grenades. Yeah. I don't know when to use it. Like, so, yeah, the first time you use a toilet, like, in the – when you stay at, like, different they're, – they're called private rooms, you know, and you can – This is where you can like a fancy, zoom like, in on Norman Reedus's face or butt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that stuff. And um, You don't have there's to. There's a bathroom that you can use. That stuff is optional. You don't have to. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, but every no, they, you like, have they, to they, bathe they, him. Okay, well, that's been being an adult. Make sure you bathe yourself. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you, yeah, you, I like the. I peed. They're like, "Yo, your body is weird. We're gonna make weapons out of it." And it's like, okay, um, and they're like, "Use this against the BTs." And I was like, okay, but then there's no tutorial. It's just like, "Yo, here's a grenade," and I'm like, "When am I? Do I use this when it's the whales coming at me? Do I use this?" When I'm navigating, like it would make one like some sense. It was like, oh, this P grenade is like you can distract the BTs, like throw it left, and then you could like beeline to the end. Like that would uh, make sense. Line. That's an analogy to uh, other like you know video game items I've used before. But instead, it's just like I don't know. Use the grenade, test it out. And I'm like, how? I mean, I guess I could save in front of an area, but once you enemies are detected, you can't save anymore. So you can, you know that would be difficult theoretically. So I haven't used it yet. Obviously, I'm early. I don't know. So can you I even explain to me when do I use that grenade? Yeah, well, the problem is the minute they give you the blood grenade, it's done. Yeah. Like yeah. Why would you ever use anything else? The game oh. subverts its design in some key ways too, because like it introduces problems, and then sometimes too quickly it introduces the can't miss solution to that problem. And the big one is the BTs were already kind of, is this a scary monster design? I don't really know. I'm kind of Patrick. Like they kind of float around. They're weird. But once you kind of see what's going on, they're not that interesting. And then it turns out they give you a blood grenade because your weird blood, uh, the BTs hate it. Uh, BTs hate this one weird, uh, <laughs> this one weird <laughs> trick. Yeah. Uh, so you throw you throw a blood grenade and the BTs are banished immediately to hell or wherever what? they go. 
Um, yeah, but, screw this pea grenade then. Yeah. yeah, because I thought the I thought the pea grenade was like a repellent, but it just pissed them off and gave away my position. And I would get killed. Oh, and then I thought it was a lure because sometimes they seem to respond to the uh, like pea grenade going off nearby. But if it was a lure, it had such a limited area of effect that it was not useful in clearing a path. And so in the end, Especially because you seemed... can't see where they all are. You can only see the one that's like nearby. So it's not like you have like a radar ping that gives you like, oh, I see where a group of four of them are. Like, let's Somebody's take care of them. And then sufficiently bonding with baby. I'm eight hours in. We haven't. I haven't gotten far enough for that how stuff. Are you we haven't even talked about the baby. You just tap the. Oh, because here's you, how do you bond with the baby? Baby gets upset. Well, BB. So talk to it. BB. I have heard. Bridge I have baby. one of the point. One baby. of the points of like real annoyance I have heard from some folks that are on a different spectrum than this entire podcast uh-huh. in terms of how they feel in this game is specifically the baby. Um, like you know, the the short of it is that. Um, I'm sure it gets maybe it gets more complex as the game goes along. Is that like as you fall, as BB gets stressed, um, you have to create life. You have to hold a but you have to hold two buttons to look down at this baby and then rock your dual shock to get it to calm down. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it cries through a well. It can be your TV speakers or your headphones, but you can change it apparently to your. Uh, <laughs> as it was put to me by someone, um, I changed it to the controller speaker and then disabled the controller speaker so they never had to hear it again. Um, wow. I, wow. I can't really speak to the baby stuff. I can't really I'm, speak to the baby stuff to to. Why would you never uh, want to hear much. it again? I don't know. I'm, I'm putting that to the floor. I, I expected to hate that and didn't. Uh, it's like the, the, the belt, like the worst version of that in a game for me is like Yo- the Yoshi's Island, the Super Mario. Mm-hmm. Well, you're just not good enough at the game. <laughs> <laughs> there oh. is, there is something. When does he cry? When does he cry? He cries when, when you, you get hit. Up. When you screw yeah. up. Yeah. 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 So get so. good. Yeah. 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 So don't, don't fall down and God. you won't have any problems <laughs> is what I'm saying. Classic. Quiet baby. Good parent. I think that's, Patrick just uh, realized that, that this is like Yoshi's know. Island sequel. Sequel. This is yeah. Yoshi's Island sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo co-publishing. I can't believe it. It's coming to Switch. <laughs> Finally. God. Um, uh, I got a couple questions in here uh, from Sharif, a uh, friend of the show, Chris uh, Edgerton. Uh, both of them are asking if y'all could talk a little bit about accessibility in the game in terms of caption text, colorblind options. Are there QTE, like are there button segments <laughs> where you're like smash, 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 or like quickly rotate the thing, you know, that the sort of that sort of stuff. Uh, and also like can you change text size? Can you do so? That? No, there's <laughs> not oh my at all. God, the numbers are hard to read. Uh, the sheer the number of times tiny. I was like, "This will complete this road." Is it better, and or then worse I would show up and a, worse, worse, worse. Oh. Wow, because 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 in outer worlds, the text that you can't see, the flavor text, the descriptive text, is actually not that important. No, no here's the thing: right? I can't like, see in my setup at home. I can't see on my regular ass TV. I can't see the dialogue. Like when people talk worlds, on yeah. Outer Worlds, I have to get oh, closer to my TV. So the the equivalent of that is like a ton of the like tiny text in this game. Like it's again a game where like I'm on a projector and I'm getting standing up to get close to the projector <laughs> to see like <laughs> just key bits. thing you need to know. A lot of this is about delivering building materials to things you built. Mm-hmm. They take exact change. If you give them too many materials, you don't get that back. 
you can only take the materials out in increments. And the increments depend on which material you are taking out. So, like, metals are, like, powers of 10. Uh, I think ceramics are powers of 40 uh, or thereabouts. And so you'll be looking at it and you'll be like, okay, so I need... Uh, looks like 2,600 metals for this section of road and then 1,380 ceramics. Except it turns out it wasn't 1,380. It was 1,880, but you can't tell because they went with a very, like, lightweight, like, small minimalist presentation. You don't want big old numbers clogging that up. Mm-mm. You just want to appreciate the beauty of the the map and the interface. And so uh, routinely I'd be showing up like, this is great. This will complete this bridge and will allow me to take my big old truck uh, to, to its next next destination. And then it wouldn't complete the bridge and I would have to jump it. Well, yeah, there's no fast travel, right? So you don't have like a quick solution to like, ah, I goofed that. I'll just head back there. Um, you don't have multiple save states. You have a single save right. state. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and There's, so sort of like ways that you could kind of goof around that, like to try and hedge your bets, um, the game, you know. Oh, uh, I save scum. Crosses. Just to be clear, you can save scum like crazy. <laughs> well, you save scum, but I mean, but you can't like, you can't have like six different saves. Like I'm going to start here at the beginning of the base. Then I'm going sa- to save here, like before yeah. I do this. Like you can't, you can't like set waypoints in the way that some, that you might do in a different game. I think you can. You just got to because it, it creates a save. It creates a new save every time you save. And so you can have like multiple load points. Huh? Like from when you're from where you're loading the game. So in that way, you can absolutely like save scum and like back up to a previous save state if you want. Oh, to. Okay. I guess I haven't loaded because it doesn't make that clear at all. Yeah, it doesn't save make it. It's like, yeah. It just says, hey, I saved the game. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. That, when great. You, you go and like, if you load up, you'll have a big list of like every single time you've saved and every time it's odd, the game is auto saved. Oh, well, that would, that would be useful for the game to have ever communicated. That. <laughs> you drop a truck into a gulch a few times. You'll definitely figure out what saves fair, fair. Um, we already talked a little bit about the, the, I guess we already, we already kind of hit your thoughts on the gender stuff here. Um, uh, is there any other stuff around bodies or do you like, is it, is it doing something interesting uh, around gender and bodies and parenthood given the centrality of there being a big a baby attached to your chest or is that stuff still just kind of like underdeveloped or I think lacking? it definitely lingers on some body stuff okay and uh I while playing it I often wondered like why are you lingering on this like why are we having like this torturous like scene where this thing is happening to this person and I don't have an answer for that and I just think generally it feels bad it feels like as with everything uh he does it's like I have it's like it feels like oh I have an idea for like a visual and then he puts that visual on the screen but like to what end is not clear to me to that and uh, real quick, that all, that came in from Autumn. That came in from an ortho, uh, an orthogonal beast. A couple of people asked about about the gender stuff in that specific meaning making thematic way. Another thing that came in a bunch, uh, including from da, 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 Mogu, uh, is like whether or not we talked about the kind of like connectivity 
theming that's throughout the game. Uh, but we, we didn't really talk about the ways in which the game has also felt like very manifest destiny around like, hey, here is this wild untamed land to go explore and then get to and like claim and build on. Uh, I'm curious if if the game actually speaks to that in any way or if there's anything to work through there. I would, so I would actually disagree with that framing. Yeah. I think it doesn't feel like a frontier. It does not feel like wild and claimed land. It feels like ruins. Okay. And I think that is an important distinction. It is routinely this idea of we're bringing America back. And that is deployed uh, <laughs> like sarcastically in, in a lot of places. But at no point does it feel like, ah, there's, you know, there's uh, Carillium in, in them hills. <laughs> Let, let's go get it. However, I do think where it begins to, f- like, fall the fuck apart is this is a game that wants to have something to say about what was good about America before the collapse versus what is a lie that people told themselves. But it is also a game that doesn't really seem to comprehend uh, race or indigeneity in its story of America. And Despite that means evoking that, Trump directly at some point. So the way it invokes Trump is, you know, there were, there were leaders in America who wanted to put up walls and keep people out, oh, but boy. people needed to come together like over video games. Like that's, <laughs> that's kind of, it's, huh. that's kind of its motif is like <laughs> building walls is bad. Coming together is good. But then in other places, the game is also like, people need to put their differences aside and just come together. And I'm like, sometimes those differences are meaningful, as you alluded to earlier in your flavor text. Uh, but, but I think it be, like, I don't think it's portrayed as a land rush or, uh, you know, America has been returned to the wild. You must reclaim it or recolonize it. Uh, it feels like to me it feels very much about recovering a ruined idea uh which i do think there's a distinction of but the problem is when that idea itself doesn't comprehend those other issues uh when there's only really one meaningful uh african american character in the game and he's wearing a fucking death mask for 90% of it and uh also, like him being like, not that it needs to comment on this, but if you're talking about what was America really yeah. before everything went to explicit shit with the with the void outs, you can't tackle that discussion seriously without talking about uh the history of African Americans in the United States. You can't talk you can't tell that story about you can't tell that story without discussing where the country we call America came from. Yeah. They reference it in places, but they don't unpack it. How and do we so I think that's Yeah, it's it's interesting that we call which ruins do we call ruins and which do we call empty territory, right? Like right. there are all sorts of types of ruins and we walk on them every day. Um so even the idea of like this rain is like bringing things back to some natural state quote unquote it's yeah. like what is this natural state yeah. it's like and there, there are references in the in the game it's kind of cryptic but it's like it's kind of trying to tell you specifically like what is the shape of the landmass you're on or like where in geological history we're going to and it's just like why why, why is this the, the like mm-hmm. year zero of of history you right, know yeah. right 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 it's 
just to be, it's not, how big is the map? This is a, just a generic. This is something I wanted to bring up because. Uh, I know Patrick has to go in a second, but. Uh, it's you, tiny. The, the map of your progress in the game is a map of America. Yeah. And you are making your way from coast to coast. Yeah. And this is where the Manifest Destiny question comes up. Yeah. And at least at first, I was like, I don't know, it feels off. Like the, the way the space you're walking through is mapped to the map of America feels weird. <laughs> my longest sense? trip, my most epic trip was eight kilometers. Right. And it's like by the end of the... And it shows like you just went over three states. Yeah, so it's not yeah. even abstracted in any way. Then. No. Or, it's not, or it is abstracted, but it doesn't... It's not acting like you traveled 800 kilometers. I'll make a delivery it's, from uh, Edge, not like not uh, ports, whatever city to like a delivery center. Right. And I'll be walking for 10 minutes and I would have walked like to the Midwest. You know what I mean? Weird. It's like, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's weird. So it's, wait, how long is the coast to coast trip? So this is the thing. At first when... I mean, I guess you can't say the specifics, but... Yeah, but I, I can say that, like, at first when I was presented with that map, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm going to be finished in a minute. But then it kind of, like, you kind of go in circles a little bit. Mm. I don't know. It's like, just in terms of, like, how much game is there? It's like, there's plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very funny, though. Um, we should wrap up here. There are more questions, so many more questions, things I, I'm desperate to hear about. I really want to... <laughs> Daniel Joseph, again, friend of the site, former has written for us before, wants to know what the economy is like in this game. Is there an economy to speak of? Or is that kind of all background stuff? Are you buying stuff in this game? Are you making money from deliveries? Or is that all just like narrative? You make stuff. You make stuff. Okay. Fabricate. So resources. You were, you were issued of, resources. Okay. Barter, so it's a barter system? You'd make a delivery and you get some ceramics? Okay, so Kirillium just completely changed the 3D printer game. Okay. And so now you can basically fabricate anything except anything good. Uh, and so, <laughs> like, like, so, ba like, for instance, uh, you can create, like, for instance, people can't transfer, like, beer through a 3D printer because that's a live culture, yeah. right? Like, that, like, beer in some ways is live. Living things, fermented things, they don't transit. Uh, especially, like, crafted artisanal items also don't transit. Like it has to be in some ways it reminds me of control. It feels like there's a bit of like an archetypal rule governing what can be 3D printed. <laughs> Still, most utilitarian things can be. So when you turn in a quest, people are like, congratulations, we're going to increase your uh, requisition ability on ceramics, chemicals, carillium, etc. And then you can be like, fantastic. Now I can print. A I'm going to requisition those things and build tools for my job. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. All right. I'm glad I got that one. I, that is that is something to, to play with over lunch in my mind. Uh, we're going to wrap up here. Thank you to Emmanuel and, and Matthew for coming on and, and joining us to talk through Death Stranding. Uh, when's this out? Next week? November 8th. Next Friday, I think, Next right? Next Friday. It's the yeah. 8th, I think. Yeah, Sony, send me a code so I can play this game and have thoughts when it comes out. I, I love that we're going to have... The, a week. The, if you, uh, yeah, like it's been fantastic to watch people compile clips of people try to dance around their feelings on this game. Given that, like, Sony was like very like gave people like plenty of time to play yep. the game, like a full like three weeks. It seems like they were like very generous with codes, and so like like you know a unique situation. Sony is generally pretty good, but like a unique situation where like a game that people are were going to have no matter what polarized strong opinions about has just been like 
in the same way, the barrier between the living and the dead has been breached in in uh, a Death Stranding. Like the barrier between embargo and the embargo zone has been <laughs> breached multiple times by people like really dancing around it in a way that there was like a I think on Reset Era there was a thread that was just like people compiling like bits of people d- dancing around Death Stranding. Some more successfully than others, yeah. let, let's what? say, <laughs> Dan. Yeah, um, and um, s- sneaking things well, at the end. Of like quick those looks. reviews are gonna, yeah, those reviews are gonna hit tomorrow, today, today, for tomorrow. Yeah. Listening. Oh, no, today. A full week yeah, of the yeah, discourse, yeah, yeah. and then there will be a week of the discourse, and you know that is gonna loosen some lips, because as people are talking, yeah. I also reviewers are like, you don't understand. Da-da-da-da-da, in chapter six. Uh-huh. And like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> well, this don't repeat that. that happened with the 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 launch trailer that came out, in which um, you saw a number of people, including us, be like, "Hey, if you're interested at all in this game, like, maybe don't watch this launch trailer." But then, as we were writing the article, it was like, "How much can we like?" Even say what's that? What's that embargo? That embargo was strict. Um, can how can we even tell people there? Is it a spoiler to say there are spoilers in this trailer? Um, yeah. It has been a it's been a it's been a ride. And actually, I don't know if I'll end up playing the game for until it's actually out because they're doing. I have to go back and look at what Sony communicated to us, but I think they're turning off uh, the network stuff oh for like a week um, as they like ramp up for to open the floodgates to everybody. And if the, I don't know if the game will like save state, mm-hmm. like what's like in the world, or if all that stuff will just community, if the community stuff just disappears, it doesn't feel like the way to play the game. And so I might have to put the game on pause yeah. until like all that stuff ramps up again because it's, it seems like it's a huge, like you can play without it, but it seems like a huge part of it that it would be a bummer to, to lose all that stuff. Can I just say, as we're wrapping up, because we've said a lot of things. We have. <laughs> and, uh, when I'm playing the game and I am doing the thing and I'm going from point like the A. The bulk of the game. When, yeah, and I'm going from point A to point B. We were talking uh, last podcast about Bouncy Ball. Yeah, Just like yeah, in terms yeah. of how it feels to do things, to like improve my uh, road and, and deliver these packages. It's like I love it. I really, really enjoyed doing the stuff that's in the game. It's like I'll keep playing it. I can easily recommend it. It's like. That stuff is super fun. Like the doing of the stuff is super fun. I'm very excited for that. Like I, I we'll talk more on Monday, but I just wrapped up Outer Worlds, and doing that was this like very useful process for me in terms of understanding what I want from op- open world RPGs. And I know this isn't an open world RPG, um, uh, but part of it, and we'll talk on Monday more about what worked and what didn't for me from that game. But part of it that I ended up feeling like I was missing was that degree of exploration and like how do I get over there and what is over there and how do I figure out like how to how to you know I mentioned this before the encumbrance stuff where it's like I like a certain type of encumbrance I like figuring out d- travel uh, and and this game sounds like it's going to scratch that itch very nicely for me so I'm very excited to to try some more of it. Also, Rob, I'm excited to compare notes with you off mic about the end of Outer Worlds. That game wraps up in an interesting way. I guess Matthew, you also beat it, right? Uh well well let's no. Oh you did not end up I got pretty it. far. Okay. But okay. I have not finished it. I, I we, put it I put it down so I could do, do this. this. Fair, 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 fair. Yeah. Rob Zachney uh <laughs> decided why not both? Let me just <laughs> let me get through it. Let me get through it all. <laughs> Uh, He's a courageous man. Germany, Germany, yeah. Outer, Outer world, world, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Wow. Good month. Rob has had an October. Yeah, October, yeah. October belongs to Rob Zachney. 
in my mind. That, don't wait for Thanksgiving for a full meal. Rob just does it all in October. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to Rob. You made it out of October. Go finish writing your Death Stranding review. Uh, did you know I started playing Death Stranding at like 8 a.m. yesterday and I did not finish until like 9 a.m. this morning? Because like Start. I was like, I'm near the end, right? And I was <laughs> near the end, but also I was surprised how many endings there were yeah. <laughs> and how broad the definition of ending could be. And it I has was like, like three climaxes. It's insane. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, yeah, it's midnight. I'll just see this through to the end. Yeah. Uh, wow. uh, you know, I've only got, we're, we're moving along in a pretty good. Pretty good clip, and uh, yeah, All it, right, was, well, it rolled. Yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Uh, we'll catch you next Monday for more from Waypoint Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Emmanuel? Ask.bargains. 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 Bargains. Ask about those asses. At A underscore Cotto underscore appears. Rob Zachney. At Rob Zachney. Matthew. At MJ Galt. And Patrick. You can see Deborah Messing and Judd <laughs> Apatow retweeting this motherfucker well, over quick? at Patrick Cluppet. Hey yo, fuck equity. Wow, bros. look at the look at Mr. Kojima boy <laughs> over here. Just my just my <laughs> buddies, my bros. Deborah Messing, Talking to Deborah and Messing Judd Apatow in my menchies. <laughs> uh, they couldn't get Deborah Messing to do the it's voice. It's been a nightmare. Though. I am now being followed. Wait, who's following you now? It's just the worst people. Uh, hashtag resistance is oh, now so following me. A new follower? Um, <laughs> it's been. Oh, uh, yeah. Real quick. Shout outs to everyone over at Geo Media, except for all the equity bros who own and run Geo Media. Uh, shout outs to all the editorial and video folks and people who making stuff over there. Uh, shout outs to the entire team at Deadspin, uh, many of whom, most of whom at this you point have resigned. Me off. Yeah. What Rob, pisses, what pisses you off? Yeah. What pisses what what, what, you off? Start. What, uh -huh. <laughs> all right. Just one thing. So. Aside from the entire fucking like travesty that's happening on my favorite sports site, just getting obliterated yep. by uh -huh. shitheads yep. who are insecure and incompetent, but like this whole reputation that Spanfeller, like, oh yeah, he's Mr. Forbes guy, and it's like he did a trick that worked once because it was a good brand that nobody read. Nobody actually read Forbes, mm -hmm. so like when the Forbes website turned to a content mill, nobody knew it. Because nobody actually read Forbes. Nobody knew what Forbes was. That trick works once. That's his big idea is like, what if there was a really respected brand <laughs> that nobody ever actually encountered in the wild? And then I can strip mine it and we'll all make a lot of money doing that. And like, there's no other brand like that. It sure as shit ain't dead spin. Yeah. God, yeah. What a fucking hack. It's such a bummer. Shout out to everyone there, and I, I hope uh, that that they that someone else employs those folks uh, quickly because the, the world is is missing some great sports writers today. Um, and shout outs to the other uh, verticals yes. who are currently rebelling. With um, let me just read the, the latest headline <laughs> from Jezebel. I would have sex with an entire major league baseball team if given the opportunity. <laughs> Incredible. And then Fucking. clearly they went through multiple headlines because it actually shows up at Google Chrome as like the headline is baseball players are hot. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely good. God. Uh, fantastic. I love it. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to, to the folks at Deadspin, the folks at Jezebel and Kotaku and every other site over at that over at the uh, the, G, the Geo Network, formerly the GM, the Gizmodo Media Group, formerly the Gawker. They have some site. fucking guts, Gawker. dude. 
Yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Absolutely. Shout outs. Yeah. Hats off. Incredible. Hats fucking off. Yeah. We should I need to donate some to money the to the people who fund. left and are staying yes. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Are like absolutely. Equal. I like I want I want to like I remember like, you know, part of the Dever messing thing was like me tweeting a thing like, "Wow, these people have a some serious backbone that I don't know if I would have the same guts to do what that's been did yesterday." But like want to make also clear equally in that is like the difficult position that people yeah. are in still being there and that it is uh just up and quitting your job is not an option for a lot of people. It is noble what Deadspin did, but equally difficult to be in the position that a lot of people who are still there are. And so just want to at least like acknowledge like Deadspin deserves all the, the applause for what they did, but that um, it is it is something else to still be there and be trying to navigate what what that shit show has become. Good luck to the union there. Good luck to everyone who is just trying to make good shit. Yeah. And keep Mm -hmm. shitheads out of their business you know Uh, on that note appropriately uh, Mm -hmm. one I can say uh, if you want uh, shout outs to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You off the EP panel machine find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash b-o-e-n follow us on twitter twitter.com slash waypoint waypoint.vice.com but also fuck capitalism go home peace Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bye-bye. The baseball story is filed under, would you? (laughs) (laughs) So good. All right. Five star, five star. Yeah, one twenty. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, one twenty-two. We're doing great. We are doing great. I'm gonna have a beer. (laughs) I'm gonna make coffee. Yeah. (laughs) God, I can't wait to fucking play this game. (laughs) Don't put on your headphones yet. Rob is spoiling the end of the game. He's done. Okay. (laughs) Make sure to delete that. Make a note. Great, but I have to listen to it. <laughs> no, just cut everything between here and no, this is this is a useful like the more you know, this is not a plot spoiler. This is a if you are curious if you, no, will that, the game no, uh, fuck up no. your save. Huh. <laughs> huh. Fair. It's fine. It I sucks because like But it shouldn't if it's about so much of the stuff. So much of the stuff I want to talk about about this game like yeah. requires to have it to have been beaten or at least gotten to yeah. the end. Yep. <coughs> Can we come back? Are we good? <coughs> We're done. <Hold> on. <coughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. You want to signal to Patrick? Because Patrick's also headphones out. This is not working. Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right.
you have you have a Discord. You <laughs> could just. That's what I meant. I asked how to. The fuck are you I doing? Asked how to signal Patrick? And I figured thought that would work. That would happen. But <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, got your headphones back on. It worked. Okay. I figured you wouldn't hear a Discord boop. Your headphones are off. There's a notification. That little red thing. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Do you not constantly? I my Discord constantly has the little red dot. Like, I'm in too many Discords. Maybe you got to mute. You mute the chant. You I mute servers. Yeah. I mute channels. Yeah, so fair. the only ones that I get the dots for are the ones yeah. yeah. Uh, is everything all right? I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. How we should time dot is. Yeah. Happy Halloween. That's time. Uh, it's called Timefall, actually. Mm. Um, it degrades your equipment. Um, mm -hmm. And don't worry, you can use a spray. Oh, mm. God. What? It's a Death Stranding joke. Just spray some time off. Good. People always want to do da 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 da. Okay. Great. Hey, uh, um, Matthew, we do a thing where we go to time.is on a website and then we clap okay. at a certain time to mark the file for Kato. Gotcha. All right. Um. Uh, are people on time.is? Uh, yeah, do I need to be like looking at the New York clock? No, that's all. Just no. It's just the seconds. the seconds that matter. They're just synced. Okay, got it. Uh, got it, got it, got let's it. Let's do 10 seconds. I like that you've got a new person in here and you don't even give them like a, a 10 second runoff. <laughs> no? This is straight into Boom. three seconds. Boom. Well, Welcome. someone Trust tends to complain if there's too much lead time. <laughs> That's true. That is true. All right. All right. I'm going to do just, I'm going to just jump into it. Get do ready. It. 